looking for our intro. <laughs> Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Passano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday night segment of The Outer Realm. We're broadcasting live here in the United Public Radio Network, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, and 105.3 FM from beautiful New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee, who have been a part of our journey since the very beginning. So thank you, Folgers. We appreciate you so much, and we could not do it without you. Also, a huge thank you to our other sponsor, Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker, who is responsible for our intro and outro with the contribution of his time, his voice, and his music. He's an award-winning composer of Halloween horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music, which can be found on all of your favorite streaming platforms. Also, big thank you to Steve McGinnis, the man, the artist, who is responsible for a lot of our artwork. So we are very grateful for him, and we love it. So thank you very much, Steve McGinnis. Check him out on Instagram and Facebook. Does a lot of commission pieces and a lot of just grab-and-go pieces. Just phenomenal stuff. Tonight, of course, we welcome back our... You know, our boss, I guess, a friend, <laughs> <laughs> fellow uh, radio, or both. radio network host. Yeah, it's just, you All know. the above. I know. Mr. Joe Montaldo. He hasn't been on in about a year. And I think last year was on in and around this time, too, which is, like, quite funny. But um, we're, we're happy believe to so. welcome back. And we're going to be, we, we thought what would be fun to do is, like, a sort of Q&A but all of ET and UFO and that sort of thing related. And then we just kind of wait and see where everything else goes. But hopefully, I mean, he's not here yet. So hopefully he'll be coming on soon. Um, been, been one of those days. Me, me hunting for the intro was just part of one of those days. Yeah. <coughs> That's the easy part. And Michelle's quick. <laughs> I am. You were on mic the whole time you were on. hacking. I know. I know. I'm just going to have a little bit of a throat lozenger right now. So I'm just like stuck on that for a while. So <laughs> Hi, Dolly. Hi, Kira. Hi, Zach. Hi, Jim. <coughs> oh, my poor I Michelle. I know I'm dying. Do you want some chicken soup? <laughs> okay. Okay. Just filter that. Drop it off. I know. Oh, my I God. Know. Oh, my gosh. It's been unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. But anyway. We were just talking about how today was like kind of like a day from hell. Dolly, was there any solar flares going on today? You keep that, that's a good question because Michelle had technical issues. I had <laughs> issue, I had issues on the phone with every three different companies. <laughs> so it's like, and it wasn't my phone. So no. one was a switchboard. They kept 
looping me back. I would get to where I needed to be with Shoppers Drug Mart, and they kept looping me back to the main switchboard. And I'm like, all the announcements of, you know, the bugs that are going around right now and the shots. And I had to listen to that before I could touch. See, that makes sense. She said last week and some today. That makes total sense because it was the afternoon from hell for me today. Started yesterday for me and full on today with technical issues and i'm just about <laughs> i got so close I'm just like hi tamara maybe so you're closer close. to the flares than i am i didn't experience anything till today but oh it's just unbelievable unbelievable i sent a package as you know to hamilton white in mm-hmm. the uk and their customs in england has been holding his package since november 8th there's chocolate in it it's like really <laughs> Maybe they discovered the chocolate. So I, I messaged him. I said, I had to open an investigation. I was online with them for almost an hour. I'm like, I had to open an investigation and I couldn't get anywhere with the super chat assistant and then had to go through the line and then back to the chat assistant. And he said, he said, they pick and choose what they hold and it could take weeks. I said, well, funny thing is, the investigation is open until February 10th. <laughs> like, um. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> uh, chocolate. A friend of my daughter's, a friend of my daughter's is a chocolatier and she makes everything by hand. So she has a little shop here. And uh I picked out some really, really good yummies for him to send over. Cause I how can you send you have to find exquisite chocolate when you're sending it to the UK? Because remember they have Cadbury. They have exquisite chocolate. Um they do. a side note, Joe's running 20 minutes late. There's a rack right off the interstate where he's sitting trying to work his way over there. So apparently law enforcement says they should be moving soon, but he is running a bit <laughs> behind. So I say this day's not let's over. Just let the party begin. <laughs> I know, right? Let's just go wow. over okay, okay, do you have any ranting? Aside from the day, <laughs> do you have any ranting, you know, with like, like paranormal stuff and, and I, I, I'll start, I'll start only Please because of, of the type of day that I had, you know, where the network is doing this new thing where we are looking to bring on, <clears throat> um, different radio shows. We are expanding and we're going to be expanding a little bit and into a whole daytime lineup, but that's starting that's starting in January, technically, unless somebody's really enthusiastic and wants to start right away. Mm. I've already got a couple of amazing people lined up for the daytime. Um, but we still, we've moved some things around because we have some shows that are gone. Um, and we are now restructuring your, some of your favorite shows out there are going to get moved a little bit. And mm-hmm. so we've got some spots open. So Amelia recommends somebody like really amazing. I'm like, perfect. Perfect. No, thank you. I, I hope it works out. He was under the impression we were doing it together. I go, no, no, this one's all yours. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. we do we do a similar thing. And a lot of you know who he is. So let's cross our fingers that it works out for both yeah. ways. Well, I don't yeah. know because he has received any emails from, due to technical difficulties or something. But yeah. anyway, so just something to keep in mind for people who are out there. And, and um, you know, we, we obviously need to know, you know, um, what your following is like, what your shows are like. And, you know, if you have YouTube, you know, if you're well-received, um, anybody who doesn't really have an established uh, podcast already, 
um, at that point, you know, we may have to start you off in something not prime time, like more long daytime, let you build up a good rapport. And yes, uh, Tamara, um, he would be really awesome. Dave would be great. He's going to come on and be a guest in the show, uh, I think in January. So yeah, you never know. Yeah. He may obviously work out really well and, and maybe for the daytime stuff because it's just so, it's going to be just for different types of topics and things of that nature. It's not all going to be UFOs and, you know, and paranormal. And even though we welcome it because this network just thrives on that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But anyway, guest of honor has made it. Hey, Adriana. I would do a cooking show if I had time, but I don't. A cooking show. Because during the day, while cooking I'm making dinner, I could just. <laughs> I know. Just here we are. You know, that's what I'm doing today. There we go. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. You ready down there, fearless leader? Yeah. Just nod. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Bam. Hey, Lou. Hello. I uh, got no sound. See, same That's time because he rushed me. <laughs> it might, it might help if I turn the microphone on. Usually, that, that usually it helps works. a little bit, you know. Sometimes the man I wasn't sure. I mean, it was a bad wreck on traffic, and then as I'm getting closer to home, freaking try Jim nerve kicks off side face. Says, "Oh, come on, I'm getting ready to be live. He can't, but it quit, so we ain't gonna worry about it." <laughs> oh. oh man, it's a it's an off twenty December twenty first. Hopefully, they'll figure something out. Wow. Um, but it's it, the sad part is it's only about three weeks every 18 months, but man, those three weeks are horrible. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's not something I don't wish this on anyone. People, hello, Melissa. I, I don't, I don't, I gotta be honest. I don't wish this on anybody. Even my enemies don't deserve this kind of pain. <laughs> That's because I was bad in my last life, Dolly. That's what it was. That's just all karmic. I'm sure. I, I was throwing bitches off the roofs and stuff into the moats, feeding them to the alligators. You name it, I was just being bad. He still tries to feed people into the alligators. Just I do body. too. I can't. It's, I, it's, yeah, it's, but it's, I keep swimming back. <laughs> it's uh, it's something I can't seem to get past. Maybe maybe next life. Who knows? You know, maybe I'll go to an alternate universe or something. Join the audition <laughs> for a cooking show. Mm -hmm. There we go. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you well, um, that stupid Axe Man <laughs> show, they tried to get us to come on that. And then they wanted, they had called me, they interviewed my grandchildren and my son and a bunch of people in the family. They wanted to do this series. And when I heard what it was about, I said, You can, I could use the language on the air, but still, they you know just, they, they, they just wanted to. Uh, well, it was ufology rated, but they just were looking to make a joke out of everybody. Oh, no, no, and, no, uh, no. That's not nice. Yeah, that's yeah. so disrespectful television yeah. is tough you know you, you don't know, have creative control you no you don't sort of just and, but when you're mocking people that's like the jackass of TV. <laughs> it's like it's like this new series we're talking about this this abduction series okay so that i was supposed to be going out there to meet with them now it sounds like they're coming down to new orleans because they want to do a film a film shot in a particular house in new orleans and they want to do it in the honey on swamp which is fine by me oh, cool and uh they, and they've paid me for all my time so far Okay, mm -hmm. so I think I've got what's two checks? I think it's three checks. It's probably around six grand now. So I'm not complaining, you know. And, and they they do take up a lot of my time, and we have pretty much worked out the salary deal. If it comes through, it's going to be 28 episodes, all shot in a row, and is they're going to be put 14 each year. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and all it really is is a reenactment of alien abductions. Is what it really is. And uh, but we have sticky points. Some of the stuff, like like remember the hypnosis session we just did. So they would like to take mm -hmm. something like that and then go through it and pick and choose 
what oh. they want to reenact. Well, no, that's not going to work for me because you could probably pick and choose some shit that's going to aggravate the crap out of me. Well, it's, or it's the, only going to the point where it doesn't make any sense anymore, right? Yeah, they it's, need it's information from these people who are They involved. do. And, and, they and, and, every, and everybody, story, every contact, that's one of the first things we discussed. Mm-hmm. I said, look, if I bring these people on board, they're gonna, you're going to have to pay them. And I said, and they're going to be very picky about what they're going to let you use and what they're not. But, mm-hmm. but we need creative license. I said, no, that's, that's not going to happen. I said, because you can't be trusted. I said, if you could be trusted, it would be a different thing. I said, but we don't know who you are. We don't know what you want to make. I said, I trust you in doing a good reenactment. I said, I've seen some series you made. They're pretty good. I said, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to go off some tantrum trying to get your ratings up. Mm. And or you know get more subscribers because that's what they're after. It's, it's not about ratings with Netflix and Hulu and all of them. It's about how many clicks they get. Of course. And um, and, and so course. I mean, we, well, I'm, I'm sure we'll work some. This is not. And by the way, ladies, this is a, not the first time I've been offered a series like this. I've actually turned down four prior to this and a couple of other series dealing with paranormal. I had a I had a History Channel approach me about putting together a paranormal team in, in Louisiana. I said I, I, it's not what I do. And they still they wanted to pay me good money. I'm like, it's not what I do. I said, it's not going to be credible. He it's said, well, about you, having integrity, right? It is. And he's he's going yeah. on and on about, well, no, but you're very credible. I said, yeah, I'm very credible in my field. I'm not a, I'm not, I don't chase ghosties. I said, I usually laugh at ghosties. I said, I can't. And I said, I'm going to have a hard time. I said, besides, what ghosties? I told you. Is there so you know what I told dimensional you? That's what I told him. I said, besides, every ghostie to me is dimensional bleacher. And he looked that's at right. me. That's like, right. He doesn't believe in it, right? So yeah, he, he looked show. at me like with this, this face, like dimensional bleacher. I said, yeah, that's that's a ghosties. I said, pretty much wraps up that series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Segment one. Uh, he was not, let me just say, he was not me. happy with, with my response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I really, if, if I'm going to do a series, it's going to be my way or we're just not going to. There's lots of people out there that will do crazy shit, you know, more power to them. But yeah. it's not, you know, when I'm speaking, I'm not just speaking for myself. I'm speaking for the station. I'm speaking for the organization. I'm mm-hmm. speaking for my business partners in New Orleans. It's not, it's not, <laughs> it's just too many people involved. And, uh, and I want it to look good. I want it to represent what actually was said. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, let's be honest. Some of these cases are freaking crazy and scary enough. You don't need to add to them. Does, you know, I mean, and if, if they're looking for just really scary cases, I'll hook them up with some of the like some of the reptilian rape cases or, or some of the human rape cases. They're they're unbelievably scary. If that's what they're looking for, and I'm mm-hmm. sure it'll get them lots of clicks, and it'll still be a true story. But and that's the only way they can ever get what they're looking for because when we talk about the grays and the humans. It's just I mean, it's not that there's not crazy contacts there. There is, but not not to the but, point but that they want to make. Why is it always? Up. You know, let's say. Why can't it be the of, good stuff? <laughs> well, on a scale of one to ten, okay, because we're going to get into you know, we'll start, people just line up with your your comments and questions. Feel free. Why, like on a scale of one to ten, with with iCar, and you can explain to everybody mm-hmm. what what iCar is, so they understand and they can go it's check a out better your move on. website. <laughs> <laughs> but on a scale of one to ten, how many are are good? How many are bad? Mm. With your people who have come to you, I'm not asking you to just well. To okay, so so most cases are what I would consider neutral, meaning that they're not bad or good. They're just they're just an experience. And so sometimes, like let's say, here's a, just a typical one. So they come by, they pick it. Well, you know they're coming. If 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 you're more than abducted, if you're a contact, you're on your way to being a contact, you can feel and sense them. So you know they're coming. You're already antsy. You're moving around your house. You're kind of like, oh, no, no. Or you're trying to lay down and go to bed so you can forget about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, those. but when they come and take you, 
it's usually a walkthrough. They may bring you a small ship. They may bring you a big ship. They may be showing you a lot of stuff. But it's not a negative experience, but it's not exactly a positive experience. It's just like a day of life. It's like going to your job. You know, mm-hmm. and doing your job and coming home. And you didn't have a good day. You didn't have a bad day. You just had a day. Well, a lot of experiences are like that. They're just that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't get me wrong. There's a share of the bad ones and they're good ones. But I got to say, over the years, uh, in the very beginning, it was almost always bad experiences. I mean, far more than there was good ones. But mm-hmm. over the years, that seemed to change. We, we've had, we, we, we've seen to have other ones. But then you've got to watch. I want the service that you're getting right now. Yes, Sorry. Like this. Can, can we have freaking things coming please. at you? I'm like, where's mine? I need can my coffee, Can we have one, people. please, Miss Linda? Can we have one? Yeah, one of <laughs> She can't hear y'all. She's out of here anyway. She's what like, I'm kind of here. coffee are you drinking, Joe? I am drinking Folgers Black Silk. That's right. That's very good, Since Joe. I'm, That's I'm great, actually Joe. on the show that's sponsored by Folgers. I always drink Folgers. Anyway, I'm you. drinking Folgers <laughs> Black Silk. Very good with, with Carnation Ice Cream Creamer. I'm sorry, they're a sponsor? I'm sorry, Carnation? <laughs> Carnation sponsors Oh, they're me. going to be a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> We're hoping they're going to be a sponsor. Oh, uh, ladies and okay. gentlemen, Carnation does not sponsor the show. It does sponsor other shows on the network. It sponsors Joe, but we'd like, we love you, Carnation. Uh, no, we think you go great me. together with Folgers. Coca-Cola and the lightsaber guy sponsors me. We said so. no. <laughs> because uh, Coke was giving y'all a bad deal. That's why. And, we uh, said no to Coke. Yeah, yeah. believe that. Uh, yes, seriously, we're not they, they, lying. Yes, no, they were offered yeah. a sponsorship, but Coca-Cola was not offering a deal worthy of this particular show. Maybe Thank some you. of the smaller shows in the network, but not this particular show. And Thank we're picky you. about this. So all of us have careers and we all have our own personal money. So it's not <laughs> as important to us as it is to other people to get sponsored. We like it and we like free money. I'm not going to lie, but we can have a little bit more integrity in who we're going to pick and choose as our sponsors. Well, we're, we're very uh, happy with Folgers yes. and very possessive of Folgers. Yes. So. And, yeah. and, you know, a lot of radio networks just put whatever crap they can put on there and make you listen to it. And I got, I called in to matter of fact, to a show this morning on the black information network. This was the stupidest, most moronic commercial I've ever heard. I can't mention it on here. Cause it, but I was like, you, what, really? Did you put that on your network? I said, I'm never listening to this network again. I said, what kind of crap? I said, do you have any integrity? I mean, what in the hell is this? <laughs> and, and the poor host is like, ah, 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 Mr. I, uh, I didn't, I didn't put this on here. This is, you know, the producer did this. I said, well, give me a freaking producer. Let me talk to him. Wow. <laughs> he's like, really? Teach so, him a thing or two. So the yeah. producer, no. you get a producer click in. He's like, he's like, well, what's the problem? I said, I said, you just, you're going to lose people with this commercial on here. It's a, just it's just a really stupid commercial. I'm not going to bring it because it's very controversial no, and it's it's disgusting. How many what? hosts do you know who buy mugs? You're Michelle? by the way, you and, are the only host in this network that gets Folgers. They are not they don't sponsor anybody else but you. Thank you. And because we also have Folgers. we also yeah. have our guests do commercials. We do, and we send yes. out Folgers yes. cups to certain guests. Yeah, she did. And that don't was funny because I was telling Michelle email, about something. It was, crazy, it was a crazy send off. So, yeah. yeah. Just, you know. Dolly, you want me to close your brain so it don't keep spilling out, baby? <laughs> Just people are becoming more aware as to what you were talking for about before with alien contact yeah. and that sort of thing. And so people are becoming more up. aware. But so for me, th- this is how I look at the cases, really. If it's really, really impossibly bad, sometimes I kind of take it with a grain of salt. If if it's just overflowing way too good, I also take it with a grain of salt. One, because we're humans, we have to look at things from our point of view. We don't. It's hard for us to even imagine extraterrestrials, much less think of the universe the way they do. 
I mean, they're just so more, so much more advanced than us. It's just, they think about things in a different way. And they think about things like, like most humans think about now to their death. Okay. 40, 50, 60, hundred years. If you're really lucky, they're thinking of things, 5 million, 8 million, 10 million years ahead. So it's a whole different way they look at the universe. So they're, they're, they're concerned about the immediate future, but they also have a good idea how the immediate future is going to play out which allows them to make adjustments for the future, not just in our lives, but in theirs and other races as well. Mm. Um, because they're all about keeping the peace, at least the greys are. They're all about keeping the peace. They don't, they, you know, from, what I from what I've been told over the years from many, many different contactees, that at one time, a long, long, long time ago, this universe was in a nasty blazing war across the entire universe. I mean, across our entire universe, or our entire galaxy, I'm sorry. Um, across our entire galaxy and it had been raging from what they say for at least 5,000 years or more. So there was lots of people dying, lots of planets getting destroyed, lots of things going on, which would explain a few things. And then out of nowhere, this, this group of beings from a different galaxy, a, a galaxy that had died came here. Um, they, when they originally looked at this galaxy, they thought it was a peaceful enlightened galaxy. When they got here, of course they found chaos. So they were on the way on the other side of the galaxy from us. They found a race that we all call the Greys, uh, which is not their real name. And, and some contactees actually do know the real name, but trying to say it in English is, <laughs> is a waste of time. Um, but they found this race, and it was a very advanced race, almost a billion-year-old race, but not near as advanced as they are today. They took this race, and they enhanced this race in many ways, in longevity and technology, and basically made them the galactic police force. And they went around stopping the wars and put an end to it. And eventually they created a council, the council world, the water world with all the council peoples on it. And then they started going around and trying to, to prevent this in the future. So, you know, they found the humans here. The reptilians were already, humans and reptilians were about to get into it on this planet about, probably about 200,000 years ago or less. They sent the greys and the greys intervened and there were, therefore there was no war. And everybody always used to tell me, oh, the greys work for the reptilians are low. They don't. They don't work for the light beings. Well, they work for the light beings, but they don't work for the humans either. Matter of fact, the greys, I mean, the reptilians and humans are scared of the greys. Hmm. They fear them. And I can understand why, because a human's head, human alien's head is about this big. Reptilian's head is about that big too. Freaking greys head is this wide and this tall. It's like massive. It's four times the size of a reptilian. It's probably six times the size of ours. Mm. Um, so the mm. amount of power they have in their brain is, is well beyond anything anybody else is going to mess with. So yes, they don't mess with them because they just think of them. You're going to die. You die. That's the end of that. Uh, kind of like an octopus. That's why, that's why they, they, a lot of times people always think they put the wand, puts them to sleep. That's not what the wand is for. They put you to sleep by thinking to you. That's how they put you to sleep. Mm. They put it in your head. They just put it in your head, sleep and you go to sleep. They can also do that with pain. They can say no pain and it just cuts the pain out of your brain. Um, they're really good at that kind of stuff, but the wand is actually for something else. What's it's it? It's usually used to find human tracking devices. I want a wand. You know, How do you I get have a tracking one? device. You beep all the time on my phone, man. It's like beep, <laughs> Amelia, beep, Amelia. God damn, what kind of tracking device this girl got? Let's try to get to. Oh, it's a TikTok tracking device. Okay, I got it now. Right. Okay. I haven't watched it in a week, but yeah. whatever. Hey, Tamara is asking you. you, Joe, are we the last planet they are trying to clean up? That's a oh, great no, question. Oh, no, actually we're not. Come to find out. So this is weird. I'm glad you asked that, Tamara, because it's a good question. So 
people had me investigating the black eyed children. They were driving me batshit crazy with the black eyed children. Oh, they're demons. They're this. They're that. They're this. I said, well, I have no idea what they are. I said, I know it's funny to me when I started talking to witnesses, a lot of the witnesses were contactees. And they go, well, wait a minute now. And it's not that we don't find paranormal events sometimes with uh, extraterrestrial events. It's just sometimes it's, it's mislabeled, you know, like ghosties and stuff like that. A lot of times, or, or poltergeists. Yeah, there's poltergeists with extraterrestrial contact, just like the ones you've seen in, in Close Encounters. The magnetic field trips it and makes them start doing weird stuff and acting weird. <coughs> so anyway, getting back to the black-eyed children, I started asking all these different contactees about it. So I, I programmed about 30 contactees, and I said, just tell me what you see. So they went on board the ships like they always do, their regular classes, the regular things they take them to. Um, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, I started getting phone calls. Oh, Joe, they're us. I'm like, what do you mean they're us? Oh, no, they're us. They're the same technological level, basically the same being. They're from a different world. Exactly what's happening here is happening there. Exactly. And they're involved in the same way we are. They have keepers and communicators and stuff like that. So it's almost like our sister planet or our brother planet, however you want to look at it. But they're on the same technological level as we are, the same mental levels we are, same belief levels we are. Um, and so they're involved with the grades on the same levels that we are. That's why we see them so many times. That's why we see them in places like on the foot of beds and the corner of rooms and stuff like that, because they're there with the contactees. So, and now people, before you start writing to me, I'm not saying that some black eyed things are not demons or, or, or ghosties or something else, because I can't tell you what everyone is, but I can tell you what this particular group is. Many, many people have drawn these pictures. They're usually... Usually they're probably around six foot tall. They have they have deep. Their eyes are the same size as ours, the same shape as ours, or even set like ours. Or they're just just deep. They're like you haven't seen my puppy Lola. Her black eyes are like that. Lola's got the deepest blackest eyes I've ever seen. Matter of fact, mm -hmm. they're creepy black eyes on those. Well, um, that's how these particular races. It's just the color of their eyes. It's the way it's set. There is no white in their eye. Mm, it's just black. Yeah. But they are just us. I mean, I don't mean they're related to us. I mean they're just us in the same space and time the same evolution so when they go on board the big ships not the little ships so you got a couple of ships involved here. if you have like um cargo ships and transports and stuff like that that run back and forth you have larger saucers that stay near the planet but they're more for protection of different things and then you have these massive ships now nasa's got these on pictures a couple of times coming through a portal near the sun First, they tried to say it was a flare. Okay, it was a flare. So they showed one and this weird black dot. And then two days later, there was two. Then three days later, there was three. And four days later, there was four. Really? This thing is flaring out in four different ways. Well, the camera's not designed to even do that. Even broke, the camera wouldn't make these four square boxes. They look like board cubes is what they look like. So that was interesting. So one of our probes, I forgot which one it was, going past Jupiter, got a picture of another one out about Jupiter, but it wasn't, it wasn't square. It was round, but it was huge. Probably the size of our moon or bigger. So it always mm -hmm. cracks me up when I listen to these, these, um, these, uh, what am I, these like captain, the Rebu people who are saying the 10th planet's coming back around. Well, the 10th planet is probably an alien spaceship. It's probably what the hell it is because any planet is five times the size of earth that even got close to us would crush us. We, we would be dead. There would be no planet left. We would break up into little tiny little pieces and that would be the end of humanity but how many of these saucers out there are these these crafts are reverse engineered um like ours like human we we we, we what do you mean reverse engineering like reverse engineered crafts that we're seeing up there um 
Because oh, you mean are there ours? None of them. Are yeah, ours. ours. How many are being seen in the skies right now? That there's are... lots of drones that look like stuff from aliens, but it's ours. But it's not reverse engineered. It's just regular technology. The only thing I know for sure, for sure, that we've reverse engineered was mm -hmm. aircraft aluminum, um, fiber optics, and microchips. And the only reason I say that is in the Roswell Journal way back 60 years ago, 70 years ago, however long this was, there was a picture a reporter took of three objects that Mac Frazzle had found on the ranch and he had put them in a line. And that's what they look like. They look like a microchip. They look like fiber optics and they look like aircraft aluminum, which is probably what they were. Well, at that particular time, none of these things existed. They weren't mm -hmm. even being thought of yet. It wasn't until I think 20 or 25 years later that the microchip even came out. And fiber optics was either another 20 years after that. Mm -hmm. um, so these are things we probably recovered from whatever this crash, whatever this craft was a crash. It was probably a scout ship or something, or maybe an escape pod of some kind uh, because it broke up on impact. So, you know, ladies and gentlemen, no ship that can, inter that can diverse interstellar space is going to break up an impact. It'll either disintegrate or it'll just embed itself. Because it, at things that can fly fast and in light and that can absorb things like micrometeorites and chunks of rock through space are not going to break up an impact. Because one of our craft right now, if we were to say, even one of Elon Musk's craft, if we were to zip it even half light speed in a micrometeorite, I'm talking something 0.5 millimeters was to hit it, it would rip it in half that mm. quick. It would just turn it to dust. And we're talking something you can't even see with the naked eye. So if you got craft that are going through wormholes or going through deep space at speeds like this, they have to be designed to take, you know, large amounts of gravity, high radiation fields and micrometeorites or anything that could hit the hull and destroy it. So pretty much knowing that it's not going to impact our ships are riveted and they're not one piece. When you hear someone describe an alien craft, it's one piece. There's no rivets on it. Mm. It's almost like it was molded um, and it comes out in one piece. So whatever this is, 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 is extremely strong material. I don't even think it's a metal uh, and it, it's not going to break up an impact and mm -hmm. pretty sure that the ship we're talking about came from Germany. I believe the chancellor of Germany in 19, I think it was in 1909 or 1908 recovered this craft. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't know how he got his hands on it, but we do know from 1913 to 1916, the Germans, and this is world war one, were building flying saucers. Now, I mean, this is Germany in World War I. I mean, we hadn't even thought of rocketry yet. And these guys are over here. Everything they designed from weird-looking tanks to weird-looking planes were built like saucers. Uh, so he probably recovered this craft. Hitler probably got his hands on it in the research in World War II. We explained why they were 30 years ahead of the United States in everything. If it wouldn't have been for the fact that the U.S. could just mass-produce, we would have lost this war. If Hitler would have had time enough to finish his jets and his nukes, we'd have lost this war. We'd, we'd all be speaking German today. Uh, he was that close to winning the war. I mean, he'd already started putting jets in the air that were dominating. The few mm -hmm. he had in the air, when they would approach a squadron, they'd wipe the whole squadron out. Mm -hmm. So if he would have been able to field three or 400 of them, Britain would have went down. He'd have put a nuke on London. London would England would have surrendered. He'd have nuked New York. The United States would have surrendered, and that would have been the end of that. Um, uh, I'm going to just get to a couple of comments. Dolly's got a couple of comments. And yeah, then we'll Dolly, get to a question. Right. Dolly. Dolly says they have two fields of hmm. graviton wave uh, shielding. The, sh the ship can break up they, um, if they if, lose their field, they're yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. They, um, well, and it would depend which craft it is because the Gray's cast crafts are organic. So, what they do, if they're going to impact something, they harden. Uh, so, if you touch a Gray's craft, 
it's like touching suede almost. It, it, you can feel it move underneath your hand. You the can craft feel it, it, or them? It, the craft. Okay. The craft is alive just like they are. Yeah. So when you touch it, you can tell it's alive. You can feel it. It gives off heat. You can feel its sensation. It responds to your hand's touch. It's like if you ever touch a horse and he whinnies and he, and he shifts all his skin up, it kind of feels like that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's kind of weird, but it's it's how their ships are designed, because the grays the grays can actually meld with their craft. And when you go inside a gray ship, a lot of yeah. times you don't see anything because all the instruments. When a gray thinks of an instrument, it's made by the ship, and then it's it's either handed to them through something, or something will come out the wall and bring it down. The ship is biological. Okay, mm. next. Oh my god. Okay. You know I'm still I'm still shocked on that. Um, Tamara asks, where does the Black Knight satellite come from and what race owns it and what does it do? So well, three questions. It, if 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 it's what we think it is, it's a race that's not near as advanced as the reptilians, humans, or grays. It was something somebody came here and looked at this planet and parked it there uh, to watch our evolution more than likely. Because it hasn't interfered that we know of. It can't be moved. I know um I know a couple of generals in the service, and just recently I was talking to one of the guys with Space Command, and we were, he was talking about it with me. He goes, you've heard of it, but I said, I've pretty well researched into it. I said, I said I've talked to a couple of astronauts, I've talked to a couple of colonels and stuff. I said, you know, no one can figure out where it came from. So what bothers them is it, it in a way, it looks like today's our technology today, or it's not even our technology today, but our technology we put on television today. Our sci-fi, but, but humans are using sci-fi. It's like that. So a lot of these scientists think it's ours from the future. And we parked it there uh, to monitor how things are going. But the aliens don't agree with that. Um, for some reason, the grays haven't removed it, but they don't agree with it. They don't think it's ours. They think it's somebody else's. So and mm. they, there's a lot of different aspects on who it could be, why they parked it there. Uh, what's it doing? And from the way it sits in its orbit and where it's sitting, uh, it really has been there for a long, long time because now it has debris fields around it. So we know it's been there for probably more than 10,000 years, give or take a day or two. But no one, everyone argues about who it could be coming from. The grays just don't seem to even want to talk about it. They just kind of ignore it. And it's like, well, if they show up, we will question them. <laughs> it's mm. like, okay, <laughs> we will question them. Mm. Um, uh, yes, Kira, I'm okay every now and then. I just but you know why they think it's ours, right? Because she's, it, she's sick. Yeah, it has. Uh, it has. Um, I wouldn't call them ribbits, but it's got buttons on it. It's it's not it's not like the Grays, reptilians, or humans craft where they're molded and, and and made out of a single piece. This looks like something that was put together. Um, Something that's it's way more advanced than we have, but still along this, a similar technology that we have. Dolly should be auditioning for a show. <laughs> I know we'll bring her on for a Q and A as well. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> yeah, watching. It's, yeah, it's not the only thing we found just recently. We 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 found some other things, and no one can explain the Pravda map. The Pravda map is a significant map because it's 120 million years old. It's an aerial resource map for humans to find their resources. Now, as far as I know, before 1794, nothing was flying in the skies, nothing. And other, other than some birds and some meteors, there was nothing flying in the sky. That's when the aerial balloon was invented. I think it was 1794, 1784. It was invented. That was the first time man ever flew. Well, technically oh, the first man, time. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, you and I have done shows on the gray zone that show yes, but ancient artwork going back to, and I mean, and, and petroglyphs and stuff that goes so, way So that's, that's why I tell people when you get into ufology, you should always start in the past because there's so many interesting things, 500 years, a thousand years, 3000 years, 5,000 years, 7,000 mm-hmm. years in the past. There's so many interesting things that you, you have to question because there were no type of technologies existed then that would put something flying in the skies but yet there's things flying in the skies we've got i can't remember exactly when it was i want to say it was like 1550 or 1580 so there's some artwork from london three different artists did this and it was journals listed in in the journal so what happened was they were outside sitting in london doing their thing having a cup of coffee having a brew whatever and these orbs started floating through the city they were from like this size all the way up to the size of cars just floating along through the city and, uh, and I was wondering, you know, I remember um, one of the movies, The Day the Earth Stood Still, they had these little bubbles that would float around and snatch somebody and take them off and um, for the, for the you know, to bring them back later on. And it was just weird. So the mayor actually saw it and he made comments about it. He, he talked to the, the newspaper about it. It was in the newspaper. This was well documented. And there were hundreds of these things floating around. Uh, and they, they even said it, it appeared to be intelligent because it would respond when you talk to it by changing lights or creating weird noises and it would move out of the way of stuff mm. that shows that that shows intelligence, it but, yeah. but what was it exactly? Nobody knows, but the fact that it happened and it's that well documented, it's good. It's like the blue shield in Israel or uh, not Israel. Where was it in, uh, I think it was in what was Baghdad back in the old days, Persia, Babylonia. Babylon, yeah. Anyway, Babylonia. Babylonians in Babylon. I was going to say baloney. Yeah. Medication. Yeah. It's <laughs> an old story. The it's Greeks just me. Yeah, the, the Greeks talk about this <laughs> Not story. Not you, me, me. That um, there was a three-year war going on in the Middle East, and it had been raging, and nobody was winning. People were just getting killed, but nobody's winning. They couldn't get into the city. The city was too well fortified. And they had lots of resources, so they, you know, the city was holding up. One evening, they said it was evening, right after, right after dusk, this shield thing, it's called it a big grayish silver shield thing, come floating over to the army out there, and got over the gate and just sat there for a minute. And a blue beam of light came down and touched the gates, and all of a sudden the gates just exploded into splinters. And of course, the army run. Now, what's good about this story is both sides talk about it the same way. So it's not just a winning army giving you bullshit. It is both sides, the losers and the winners, talk about what happened here. Now, mm. this was at least 2,000 years ago. It was before Christ. And uh, what the hell was it? What was mm. flying around the skies, blowing up gates? Uh, no one can put a, a word on it. It's just, And then there's the Mesoamericans have so many things that were flying around. You know, mm-hmm. 1,500, 3,000 years ago. The Egyptians talk about things that would broach their cities. For sure. The, you know, the Greeks, the Romans. I mean, there's so much of this. And nothing was flying back then. So it had to be someone else. Well, whoever sent me that message just now. Yeah, it could be demons. I, I doubt it was demons. But I guess anything is possible. This all sounds like alien stuff. And please don't write to me, people, and tell me that aliens are the devil. Because that's not true. The devil is too busy to fake like he's an alien. You know, in old days, the devil didn't have nothing to do. And today, when there's 8 billion people on the planet, he has, like, got a waiting line to get into hell. Yeah, I think he's he's the busiest one out of them. That's what I'm saying. So (laughs) he's not worried about getting any human to commit. He's already got plenty of you bastards coming in. So um, I I, I would say it is not alien. I mean, not 
the oh, people get so mad at me when I say that too. They're like, mm-hmm. I can't believe there's you said good, that. There's a good comment right here for you. Okay. Thank you. Dolly says an ET can psychically remote their consciousness into the device to check you and anything on this planet or any world they want. Yes. That's they can, not scary at all. Well, no, they can. The grays and the light beams can actually physically break a piece of their self off and put it into something else. They can put it in hardware, software, or humans, or any alien for that matter. Um, the reason it all started because the light beams can't really come to Earth because their energy is is just non-conducive for humans. And not yeah. what I mean is people, the light beams are on our side. They want to see us go, but to us, they're a god. I mean, they can create and destroy planets with thought. They can build and design the universe by thought. Uh, they can travel through space and time by thought. They don't need physical instrumentation of any kind. And if they wanted to wipe us out, they could do it by thought. So are you um, saying they don't visit? They don't, not in, not in the way that people think. So people always say, oh, the light beam was standing in front of me. If a light beam was standing in front of you, you would be melted. Okay. I just want to be honest with you. The plasma from them would just melt you. Our, our minds and bodies are not ready for this kind of interaction yet. This is a race that's at least 4 billion years old. There is not even any comparison between us and them. We can't even think on a scale that they do because we just don't even understand what they are. So what they do is with you. If if wow, well, yeah. that's a good thing. People should always says yes, they do. They they, they should do, but but, kinda, well, but see that's where people get confused. Too, well, that's where people get confused because a light beam can only break itself off and put a piece of itself in you. If a whole light beam tried to get in you, you would be disintegrated. Okay, it would that's be, not. It, it would be like it would be like trying to shove uh, uh, Elon Musk's uh, fire thing down your throat. It would melt you. It's, it's just our bodies are not designed for this shit. Our bodies can't even barely can house a grazed brain in our head. But it doesn't mean they less. can't project their energy. It doesn't mean that they can't. They can't, you know, come in form of energy. And that, and they are non-conducive to our atmosphere. <laughs> they can actually say. ignite Earth's atmosphere. <clears throat> They, their plasma level is at a, such a heat that if they actually entered our atmosphere, it would ignite our atmosphere. Mm. That's how hot they are compared to us. They came from a galaxy far, far away from ours and far different than this one is. Uh, that's See, people always think, oh, they're from here. No, they're not from here. And the greys will tell you they're not from here. And the greys will even tell you in the beginning that even they couldn't be exposed to them in the beginning because it would kill them. According to the stories, they, they killed tens of thousands of them just trying to convert them into the race they are today. Uh, so it just it just it just depends, but you know. And then there are versions of light beings, but mm. the guys who run the galaxy are energy. They're pure energy. Not they're not they're not on a wavelength or a light length. They're energy, physical forms of energy. They're not a light. They're not made out of light. They're made out of plasma. Uh, oh, hold and, on, I'm and, just putting up. I just put up comments as we go, so you can just see them. Yeah, I'm watching. Well, I can. I'm reading it. The chat as we're going along too. I, I just like to put it up for chat. everybody else. Too. What are you drinking, yeah. Joe? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm drinking a damn good black silk. Is what I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes that, Joe. That damn stuff is good, man. Make you like. Mm-mm. Look, see, I'm getting hairs growing out of my chest. And who makes that? Uh, who does make this? I don't know. I remember. Oh, you know it. You better say it. <laughs> I don't know who makes this coffee. Who who makes this coffee? Y'all know it's Folgers because Folgers is the best coffee. Yeah. You know it and you it's, better um, say it. There we go. <laughs> space is a very dangerous place, Dolly. Ain't no doubt about that part. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> space is non-conducive to human <laughs> humans. We'll get there. I mean, we'll, we'll get there. And we'll develop as we go along. It's just we're babies. When you look at the universe, 
The universe is 14 billion years old. We're not even 2 million years old yet. We are a baby race. Do you you think they have this curriculum in their mind of saying, we're going to teach this much and then we're going to move them? It's not how it works. The council council tells them what they can do and what they can't do. For the most part, there isn't a directive. They're not supposed to directly interfere with us. Okay. And who who votes the council in? It's nothing like what we do. Well, each planet has each planet votes their own representatives. And so the way this is, and uh, so this planet is huge. It's probably on a magnitude about 30 times the size of Jupiter. It's a water planet and the city itself floats it just floats around the planet it doesn't float on the water floats on the air above it i i've got literally three or four hundred drawings of this from different contactees over the years so the original council uh you know when you hear people talk sometimes they tell you three five seven nine eleven twelve fifteen nineteen for the most part it usually is fifteen is usually the number with the light beam sitting in the middle uh as the one and the rest of them sitting on each side there's a gray and reptilian on each side and then there's other races going down and there's only 15 of them now when you look up if you've ever seen star wars movie uh where the council meets it this guy must have been a contactee because that's how they describe it they describe it as this big old spear with these things that are parked all around and each each world has its own representatives in them and when they speak the thing attaches and comes out and gets in the middle and it speaks now above them is a big dome thing that hangs down and inside of that is water or fluid, I should say. And there's a whole shitload of planets there being represented. This is huge. I mean, there's probably on a magnitude of a half a billion worlds being represented here. It's, mm. it's, is, it's is insane. Is this the same what I've heard um, you guys talk about Council of Nine? That the well, it's what I'm saying. It, 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 it varies on who you ask. Sometimes it's seven, okay. sometimes it's nine, sometimes 11, sometimes 13. Most of the time it's 15. But but it's weird. Okay. So what I, what I really figure what's going on is, when different, because you we don't have a place in the council. Humans aren't represented. Uh, oh. We haven't reached that technological level yet, or mental level. It's not just technology we have to reach, and that's what humans need to learn early on. To become part of this group, we have to enlighten ourselves and our technology. So we have to become a spacefaring race, but we have to become a united world that's a spacefaring race that's actually trying to save our world and not destroy it, or not destroy anybody else's worlds. That's why they won't let us in space right now because we're dangerous. Yeah, Tamara's well, got a great must question. Represent us. Yeah, who represents us? Yeah, Tamara's got a great question. Technically, nobody represents us. We're, what? We're, what? Nobody wants us. We're we're non we're okay. We know for most, for most of the species and such. Like for, there for must most be of the species, we're like pets, right? Okay, we're like pets. That's what we are. What? what? We're like we're what? Like, we're like pets. <clears throat> pets. We haven't reached the technological <clears throat> level yet or mental level yet that we're much more than pets to them. It, it's hard. Like the human aliens, when they're talking to a human, they're looking for humans with an, with intelligence levels way over 150, 160, 180, 200. Because there's concepts. Of, if we're going to be part of this, we have to understand. And currently right now, all I can say is the human race is ignorant. Uh, I mean, look, we got Putin over there trying to start World War III. We got Xi Jinping in Taiwan. Violent. With it's all just, the education, the social media, the, the communication technology that we have, we still are having wars. This is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And it's there ridiculous. should be no wars it's going on right now. It's uncalled for. 
No, it's we have to, we have to evolve, and and that's not happening. We're still stuck in the dark no. ages, and a lot of people believe that there are certain powers that be that keep us there for whatever reason. It might be so. If you More go power back, and control and, and for them, money. I challenge anyone listening to that us makes tonight. Sense. Go back mm. about seven hundred years or five hundred years and read, like the Spanish newspaper or the English newspaper, mm. or the, and you're going to find out they have the identical problems of us. The only difference is the only difference between them and us is this technology. So we haven't really evolved. We as have a, no as mentally. We have not evolved. We're still 200. Race. Yeah. We haven't united any worlds. We haven't united any countries. United States had a chance to unite the world after world war two. We decided not Crazy. to, mm. which made no sense to me. I mean, we had the chance. We already own two thirds of the world. All we had to do is take out Russia and the world was ours. We'd have been a democracy. Now there would be 200, states and not 200 countries we wouldn't be spending three trillion dollars in military worldwide we'd be spending three trillion dollars a year on space travel and education and, and helping us get through diseases but that's not what we do right now right now mm. and there's another thing all the scientists would be united under one banner right now to spread out across 200 countries mm-hmm. so and they'd all be working different projects you'd have your top cancer people working together it, it would just it'd be a different world Mm-hmm. But we're not, it's not the world that the powers to be want. Yeah, I agree, Dolly. It's a lot of ego. It's it's just not the world that the powers to be want. It's not the world that Joe Biden wants. It's not the world that Putin wants. It's not the world that Xi Jinping. None of them want the world blown up. Oh, I can't speak for Putin because he's dying. So he might want to blow the world up. But Xi Jinping's got kids. He don't want to blow the world up. Biden don't want to blow the world up. Uh, they all want to live. Even though they're old and ancient, they still want to live and enjoy their lives. And you can't do that when you got somebody threatening to drop 5,700 nukes on your head. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right, right. and why we even still have all these nukes. Currently, the United States and Russia have almost 12,000 nukes. Now, don't get me wrong, people. We were up to 30,000 before we started downsizing. Uh, so, it was insane. We could have blown up the world more times. and It's just ridiculous. And the bad part is we can't launch a nuke at China without killing ourselves. Because we share trade wins with China and Russia. So if we nuke them, we're nuking ourselves. Same thing if we nuke Russia. If we nuke Russia, the northern part of the United States and the southern part of Canada is going to get irradiated. So poor Canadians up there minding their own business. We're going to radiate their ass just because they're sitting there. Actually, actually not so much because I'm not, I don't want to get in politics, but one of our yeah. leaders got his uh he got his butt smacked by well, what, I, what I mean is though, y'all y'all share a jet stream with us, which we share right. with yeah. Russia and right, China. Right, right. So what happens is if, if, if we nuke China, then we're nuking the middle and lower part of the United States. That's what's going to happen because all their radiation is going to be dumped on our country. They nuke us, we're going to it's going to dump on their country. It's the same thing with yeah. Russia. So there is no no nuking anybody without really it's so stupid. if they nuke the Ukraine, actually if Russia nukes the Ukraine, y'all are going to feel it. Uh, yeah, y'all so, will have radiation dumped all over your country. So we're at war. There's war. We're trying to avoid, you know, trying to avoid war. We've got war mongers. War equals money. This is all power, power, ego, ego. Will or why cannot or why can't ET intervene? Why this prime directive? Because let's face it, we know that we have many different races that already live here. But think they, about it. What, they what, they what, have what, just what, as much to risk as If us. I gave an African tribe a nuclear bomb tomorrow, what do you think they would do with it? They would nuke somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, would nuke, they would nuke their neighbors this is what they would do. Yeah, so if the aliens gave, say, the Russians really advanced technology, they would kill us all and take mm-hmm. over. So they're, they're, who you, they got to pick and choose. Who are you going to You can give it to the United States. 
Well, the United States is 50-50. Some days we're really good for the world. Some days not so much. I would say, though, there has to be a different sort of intervention. There are just as many races that live here already. They have just as much to lose as we do. No, they don't. The radiation kind of phase them. Not they're getting their ship to go sit in space. To blow the planet to smithereens. So we blow. Look at it from their point of view. We blow it up. They just got a new planet because they can clean up radiation in a matter of weeks. So it's not. It's not even that. From what I understand, they can actually clean the radiation in a matter of days. We could. We could glow the whole planet. They could come in the next week and clean, get all the radiation off our planet mm-hmm. and start restoring it. And they have other ways to fast grow stuff. They could bring their own people here. It would just be a new world for them. Mm-hmm. They're not any 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 need to save us. They don't want to see us kill ourselves because we're descendants of theirs. We're related mm-hmm. to the Greys, Reptilians, and Human. Related to all three of them. Mm-hmm. So they want to see us make it, but they're not going to get their asses in trouble to try to save us, and they're not going to give us advanced technologies. Right. Uh, they're just not going to because they could cure cancer tomorrow. They could cure every disease on this planet tomorrow. It's just mm. and and also too, there's some wisdom in 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 so. If you ask the greys, they'll tell you the reason humans are living are living so short is they're just not ready for longer lifespans. This particular incarnation of man is not ready for longer lifespans. So that's what I was going to say because if you read the Bible in biblical times, they lived uh, nine hundred like years, very, on average, yeah. very long lives, and, uh, and it was or, a different. It was a different place. Different. Well, it depends what you want to believe. Some different. people say yeah. because the wife was the one who carried the name over. Then each one of God just carried that same name. That's why it went so long. But eh, I don't know. That's 50-50 at best. A lot of people seem to think that certain certain entities lived 900 to 1,500 years back then. So mm-hmm. it's, okay. it's, it's not beyond this. But think of this. People always tell me that psychic abilities, everybody have them. Okay. Well, humans are 2 million years old. Why haven't they gotten any better? Why haven't more people have them? Why aren't we using them? Why aren't they being, being developed? Stopped chemically no because the majority of us don't possess them and never will not not the people that live here today so you will find out contactees all abductees and contactees are empathic and telepathic it's one of the prerequisites for us to even consider you to be an abductee or contactee you have to be at least empathic but i can prove it day after day after day that the majority of species doesn't have it it's 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 easy and i challenge people this all the time all you need is two cards and go to your local mall, your local mall, let you do it. Just ask, say, we want to do a psychic test. Put a little thing up and you'll be surprised how many people will sit down and take that test. And what's going to surprise you is how many people get zero every time. Mm-hmm. So, so like when you flip a coin, you should get it 50-50, okay? It shouldn't have to be whether you're psychic or you flip a coin, heads, tails, tails, should be 50-50. That's the average. Most people flipping a coin, it's 30-70. They get it wrong 70% of the time. So the same thing with the cards are true. When you put a green and blue card down or whatever colors you want to use, and I think to you this is the color, or to other people with us think to you that this is the colors, and you still get it wrong, you're not telepathic or empathic. And if you get it wrong eight or nine times, you're not even remotely telepathic or empathic. So it's not that hard of a thing to debunk the sayings that everybody has the abilities. It's a pretty easy thing to do. Uh, it's one of the reasons I started testing for psychic abilities way back, oh God, 35 years ago. Because we wanted to know, was it true? Did everybody, was everybody latent and this, could these abilities be brought out or did they simply not exist? Mm. And you can track a family line. If the mom's got it, the daughter and sons have got it. The grandma's got it, the great-grandma, the great-grandpa. You'll see the whole family line has it. And anybody that's inbred into that family has it as well. But the overall majority of humans do not. Mm-hmm. They 
they all become RH negative in 5,000 years. But I believe a lot of people have some type of ability. Like you have mm-hmm. police officers, uh, paramedics, firemen, instinct, intuition. Though. But that to me is That's intuition. No. Mm-hmm. Intuition is intuition. That's a whole separate thing. You see it as different. It okay. is different. Okay. It, it's, 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 it, it comes from homing your skills from doing a job every day. So a new rookie cop and a new rookie fireman is not going to have that intuition. That's a good point. But when they're a veteran yeah. 10, 15, 20 years on the field, they do. And it's because yeah. you work with this, you understand this, you start to feel and sense things, but it's not, it's not, a, it's not a telepathy. It's not an empathy. Telepathy is when you know, who's knocking on the door, who's on the telephone, who's, who's getting ready to call you. That's telepathy. Uh, it's not, okay. you got, and people get confused between telepathy and clairvoyancy. Clairvoyancy is telling the future. That's yeah, a whole a different difference. thing. Yeah. So, but empath and telepaths are simply experiencing people's emotions or feelings or sensing their thoughts. And, uh, and you can tell somebody who's, who's good is good. I mean, wouldn't uh, you like nurses with amazing bedside manner to me are empathic. Well, they might be. And I would bet you a lot of nurses are empathic. It's probably one of the reasons they went into the field. That's what um, I feel. I feel they're very empathic. Not, but then again, like a firefighter, some of them are just there. Some they're not there. all, you know, a bowl of cherries, right? Like we mm-hmm. hear about stuff and then like some that. Some cops but, are just nasty, bad. But no most good. of them, most of them, I would say, are highly empathic. They're incredible. <coughs> you know, then, like um, I think they do an incredible job with with their skill and well, a lot their, of them do. But, but you know, you know that. Detectives and all aren't really have telepathy or, or, or really empathy because when they're interrogating someone, they can't get the answer. Well, they're scientific though. Detectives are scientific. You have to make a balance with yeah, that. Yeah, but if, if profilers, so, profilers are gifted. And, um, and this is another one for science. y'all. Here's a more interesting one for y'all. Did you know the majority of district attorneys get it wrong more than they get it right? Yes, I did know that. So, and right now, currently, right now, and I can't speak for the rest of the world, but currently, right now in the United States, one third of everybody in jail is innocent. But yeah, it's really sad. It's here too. Um, DAs have to be have to prove that you were you you have three things, right? Motive, intention, whatever, and mm. and ability, and no alibi. But it, it it's sad because the court system has become. Um, what would be it's nice. become political in your country because you guys vote your people in. We don't. But how do ET ever well, no. look down and say we need to step in with our legal system at all? Because mm. we're making we're letting our people suffer. No, people because- are in jail for years and years. I mean, hurricane was the hurricane was a perfect example. They, of they that. consider it. They consider it lessons for humans to learn is what they consider it. It's <sighs> nothing ridiculous. they can tell us. It's like your children. Some things with your children, you have to let them experience to learn. You can tell them all day long and you can look, this is what's going to happen if you do this and they're still going to go do it. So like this, this is confusing to me because they're going to prison for lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Some people, how is it their lesson if they're innocent? Might not be their lesson. It might be the district attorney. So you're the lesson. sacrifice for the lesson of the other person. A that's a sacrifice. That's not a lesson. Uh, that's yeah. well, it's a sacrifice for the individual. It's a lesson for I the mean. other individual. Yeah. It's um, but th- unfortunately, that happens, and it happens a lot around the world, and it's it's it something happens everywhere. And you know, Dolly, you could be right. Sometimes it could be karma. It's um, I I you know I just told this to Nicole the I other night. Path life's like a contracted choice. Like I'd like to have this suffering so that I can you know I think well, that's well, a whole other subject. But like, like I told Nicole the other night, some of us are here yeah. to teach karma, not to experience karma. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's different. And and just because somebody did something horrible to you doesn't necessarily mean they're a horrible person. You might have been a horrible person in your last life and you had it coming. So people okay. have to remember that, you know, sometimes it's it's just simply about you were an asshole in your last life and you got it coming. That's why I'm not going to be rich in this one because last life I was bad. Linda was the bad one. I was just long for the ride. <laughs> Linda was the good one. So, um, I heard it when she you, went by, right? <laughs> do you believe that? Oh, now I lost track of my, oh my God, it's just following my entire freaking day. It really is. It really is. It's just my whole day. I don't even remember what I was going to say. Okay, we'll just go. Oh, comments yeah, I'll read her comment and then I remember because I, I saw her comment. Tamara says being psychic has been discouraged in society until recent years. Until recent years, I agree. Now, so that's a bit of Navy, all being, right? Yes, the U.S. Navy and the U.S. Air Force have been recruiting psychics since 2000, officially recruiting psychics since 2000. Officially. Because they've been recruiting a lot longer than well, that. Well, no, no, no. Because before that, they did remote viewing, but they found out remote viewing was garbage. And it didn't work. Well, okay, let me rephrase it. It, it works to an extent. So, yeah, Which well, no, because I got friends that are remote viewers. So I don't want to get them all mad at me. So, no, so like this one are remote viewers. To... So, sorry, so go let's ahead. say, let's say, let's say they're remote viewing Bob. Okay. So they're going to see Bob. <laughs> this is Bob. They're going to see Bob. But that's all they're going to see. But a psychic is going to tell me how many teeth he's got, where he's sitting in the office, what the inside of his eyes look like, his nose cavity. That's the difference. So if, if a remote viewer sees a nuclear weapon, like a, a launcher, okay, he can see the launcher. He can even tell you what a launcher is. But the psychic can tell you the same thing and the code to shut it down. That's the difference. That's yeah. why they want to use psychics instead of remote viewers. Remote viewers are just limited. Yeah, because there's psychic remote viewers, and then there's remote yeah. viewers who do it with um, – there's a program that they're taught, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's Ed the Dames, one that they Ed Dames is the most originally. famous remote viewer everywhere. He was the one that worked for the – he was a colonel in the Air Force. He was the one that started – Unfortunately for him, though, they decided to go with uh, they decided to go with full blown telepaths is what they did. And I know I know about seven people in the program. They're all contactees. Matter of fact, everyone in both groups are contactees. I, uh, I think I think they didn't give me the telepath gift because they know that I'd have no friends. Well, you're empathic. You are a contact. You just, you're just in denial. So we're going to leave that alone because you're in denial. No friends, no family. After I seen Mr. Sparky in your television, I knew you were being taken. Um, Pardon? We're moving on now. Yeah, but you're very empathic. And right. if you are empathic, you are an abductee. You're not no, a contact. I'm not. It's just denial. one of the things. She's just in denial. No, that's just no, no talking to her. No. If, if you're empathic or telepathic, you're a contactee. Or uh, I should say, I wish I was telepathic. Mm -hmm. It's. Uh, I'd be a total. No, I've noticed with you, you have a tendency to block it off because I've noticed when, when you and I talk sometimes, sometimes you'll use it because I can feel you touching and then sometimes you'll just block I'm it off. because touching touching. Oh yes, you are. You dirty. Girl. I am not touching. She's you. a dirty girl. People. No. I can tell you. Never. <laughs> She's a man. dirty girl. I didn't mean touching like that. Now, you we're friends levels. Yes, we are, Tamara. This is a family show. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's right. This is a family show, people. With a family sponsor, PG seventeen. <laughs> yes, like people, PG seventeen. Um, I'm very. I, yeah, I I think that when you're gifted, you have to teach yourself to block things. You do. You have to teach yourself how to control. You have to teach yourself how to stay out of other people's heads. You got to teach yourself how to keep them out of your head. So one of the first things you meet when you meet a. Uh, an abductee for like the first time and, and they're a strong empath, they're crazy. And the reason why is they have no idea what emotions they're doing. So when you're, you know, you're sitting there, you're, you walk into a room, all of a sudden you start getting depressed and angry and wanting to cry. Well, you've been in a great mood all day. What the hell just went on? You just yeah. experienced somebody else's emotions. But 
some of y'all sin. So you'll walk into a room all pissed off and all of a sudden the whole room's mad. Uh, It's because you just transmitted that to everybody in the freaking room. Um, (laughs) It works and it works. I've seen it. We've actually put it, we've actually tested it. I've been told that, that I'm, my friends have told me that they feel really good after they've let me, which is what I want them to feel. So that's what you're pushing out. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm always laughing. There's a reason why Michelle calls me bubbles. There's a few (laughs) reasons, but that's one of them. But yeah, you like to float around the room, but we'll eat out for another squirrel. You've never see Jill. You've never driven up my driveway when Michelle has picked me up. I've danced for her while she's pulling in. (laughs) I don't need to hear about these lesbian tendencies now. Not that. Oh my (laughs) god. I couldn't resist. Sorry, I didn't mean to offend any lesbians. If y'all listen to that's not what that was meant for. Dolly says, you just proved we are all psychic. <laughs> no, some of us are psycho. You need to add a different letter oh in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> some people are just Send psycho, not psychic. Um, uh, you mm-hmm. know, I've met a lot of, I've, I've met a lot of good psychics over the years. I've met some, I've met a lot of people who have a hard time trying to control it, but I've met some really good ones. I mean, psychics in the point where you'll be reading something like a, a page. And while you're look, reading it down, they're reading it aloud. So the page is where everybody in the room can see it. But the person who's being tested is reading the page that I'm reading just as yeah, fast I'm as I'm reading good. it. Yeah. So they're there. And, and it's word for word. They'll even tell you what the exclamation marks are, the periods, the, the question marks. That's a different type of gift. That's a serious Yeah, That's a serious. It's a very serious, very gifted psychic. That's the yeah. kind the military is looking for. No. Uh, the most psychics are like. They'll be sitting here and the doorbell ring. Oh, that's John again, that dumbass. Or the phones ring. Oh, that's such and such or such and such. And they know things like that. But they miss a lot of stuff because, one, they block a lot because it scares them. Some some people don't want to have the gift because it is scary. I mean, you start picking up other people's brain thoughts or things. And if you don't know what it is, you think it's you thinking these thoughts. You might be sitting next to a pedophile going, wow, when did I become a pedophile? You have to learn how to close that off because it can be very hurtful. And sometimes, you know, you get flashes of things. So you just have to be really careful. That took years of practice for me. It takes. I don't want to know what you're thinking. I don't want to know anything. I just want to live in the moment. And a lot of people don't get that. So that's one of the things when we, when we, when we teach these dream weaving courses on, um, you know, we, we try to help people learn how to block things, how to keep people out of your head. Because there's a lot of psychic attacks going on uh, with asshole people who know they have good psychic abilities yeah, and they just want to scare people. And yeah, they just want to get in your head and mess around. And uh, so I've shown people over how to use how to deal. As a matter of fact, Jason and uh, Heather came to me one night about a particular case. And this guy was just, had them in tears, man. They, they just couldn't stop him. And I'm like, well, give him my phone. I said, you know what? Give him my email. And tell him I want to talk to him. And I felt him immediately when he read my email. I felt him immediately touch. I said, you want to play dirty? So when we went to bed that night, I said, well, I'll just let him in my head. Man, he opened a door. He'd be a dragon, eat him whole. Be a lion, eat him whole. This guy must have got eaten nine times in like 10 minutes. And I still remember. And when he, when I got him out of my head, I just went in his and just locked him down. So the next day, and I told him in his brain, I said, you're going to get, you're going to get up this morning and you're going to apologize to both of these people. Or I'm going to give you nightmares for the rest of your life. Sure enough, 10 o'clock that morning, he called Jason and he called Heather and he apologized. And he never bothered him again. Jason's okay. like, what the hell did you do him? I said, I said, I taught him why I teach dream weaving. 
here's, here's a question for you. When you're using your gifts and your abilities, that could be um, a karma thing too, in a bad way for bad instead mm -hmm. of good, does ET ever interfere? No. The only time ET interferes is let's say, let's say that Michelle was a, a communicator for him or a keeper for him. And the government came and mill lab him and started doing certain things or asking certain questions. They will come take her from them. And, and there has been cases, especially with the grays, where they killed the individuals that took them. They don't play around with you screwing around with their contactees. It's a big time no-no for them. Anybody who's a regular contactee, if they ever get mill labbed, if the wrong things are asked or if they treat you the wrong way, they will come remove you from their presence. All three races will. Because uh, there's only three races abducting, but all three races will remove you from the government. They will not play with the government even. And in some cases, they will – I hate to say it like this, but in some cases, the ET will turn you over to the government. Oh, my God. I just want to go over and take care of Michelle. Seriously. I, I know. It feels we, we so need, bad for you. I'm going to send her some good drugs. No. She needs yeah. chicken soup. Look, she's smiling. <laughs> she needs chicken soup. She's I'm, I'm going to send, I'm gonna send her some of these red pills I got. She, she won't wake up for about three days, and then she'll feel better. She needs to sleep, believe me. She does. She needs sleep. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm just coughing up a lung or snort. No, my snort. <laughs> That's what happens when you have grandbabies, man. I work. Yeah. What. I work. I work. I work. That's that, that, some grandbabies. You, do you that, have man. to kiss them when they want to kiss you. You can't do anything about that. I'll be like, get right? back, you, you heathen kid. <laughs> That's hmm? it. You got your flu shot. Get back, you heathen kids. <laughs> So stay it doesn't matter. The flu shot takes two weeks to work. Yeah, that's why I send them. Don't let them visit till I get it. It's a uh, man. Um, it's it's strange. <laughs> Chris sorry, Phoenix, yeah. that is so cute. I caught this live stream twice. I'm lucky. We're lucky to have you. Thank you, Chris. Yes, we'll stop by anytime. <laughs> They're here eight to ten every week. And tonight we're giving away Obi Wan Kenobi's lightsaber, which is not this one. I think I spelt it wrong when I put it on. This, this is the one. This is the one I chase around my stepdaughter with and, and cut her into pieces all the time. <laughs> oh, and everybody, Lola, Lola everybody's loves this asking thing. me. Everybody's asking me, can I have it? Can I have it? And Graziano Michelle, the one that Well, the one um, we're giving away tonight is regular price is $8.99. I think right now it's on sale for $500. Wow. And, um, How are we giving that away? Well, I'm going to ask a question. Then I'm going to give you an email. And then y'all going to write to my email when we tell you what email, what, what okay. number it's going to Later be. Later on in the show. And then, yeah. and then when we get the individual, we will have it sent out. I send it over to the company and the company sends it out. And they're really good. They've got them out really fast. So you usually get it in three to five days. Uh, and that's the people overseas in the United States. I think they're getting them in two. Wow. And uh, oh he's been really good. And then he's, he's going to go ahead and do another, I think, six more. I hope more nobody wins in the day. UK because it's going to take months. Uh, well, we have <laughs> one in Spain, <laughs> one in Mexico, one in um, Ackland, New Zealand. We had somebody down there. But out of the six we've given away, or the seven we've given away now, four of them were in foreign countries. Wow, that's, that's good that's for them. Nice. Yeah, so, we've got you know listenership. And three of them women. World, so this is nice. And, yeah, uh, so but we've given seven yesterday. Yeah, we've given seven away now. So and this will be eight tonight. Uh, it's just something nice for Christmas. And people, you can do whatever you want with it. It's yours. Once you get it, it's yours. Uh, <laughs> all of them have full sound effects, full light effects. The one we're giving away tonight has twenty-two sound <laughs> effects, and I think four or five colors it changes into. Um, I've been I'm dying at some of the comments like I almost fell off my chair about <laughs> 20 minutes ago because I'm reading this and I'm just looking at Michelle she knows what I'm thinking when I'm seeing this thanks Wayne 
Don't worry, Wayne. We were all bastards in our last life. No big deal. I was like the emperor that just liked to cut your toes off just for shits and giggles. You must have did something right, Wayne. You got bubbles in your life. <laughs> Poor uh, Wayne. Poor Wayne. That was definitely part of your karma there, buddy. <laughs> Don't pick on bubbles. That was definitely part of your karma there. Oh, man. Yeah. But I mean... You know, when you when you look at all these different races that are, that are here, they they I mean the Greys, and this is what's so weird about this. So let's let's look at Dolly because we, we know Dolly pretty well. So let's take Dolly and go back two thousand years. Let's go back twenty thousand years to her great 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 grandmother. Okay, what she was in a contact. Say that again. She might have been the original contactee in that family line. Mm-hmm. So now that family's coming forward. But what's interesting is the gray that abducted the great grandmother back then is probably the same gray that's abducting her today. Okay. I have that's a how familiar they are with your family. So if reincarnation mm-hmm. is real, mm-hmm. then they've met you as a reincarnation more than one time. Right. Okay. I have a question for you. I have a question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I'm just repeating. Yeah, I have lots of questions because I'm still learning. But um if if like if they go back all the way back, did this ever happen where you don't you're not reincarnated and then they take you with them? Does they that do ever take happen? You. So so there's a couple of things that go on here where when in family lines, because they, they abduct in family lines, so as we evolve some of the people will be taken off or off planet. So there's lots of stories about these big, long ships with rows and rows and rows and rows of humans in it. So when you see it, though, they always show you you. So let's say, it depends what world you're going to. Let's say they're going to this, this new world. It's a, it's, a, it's a colony world for a bunch of different races, and it has a water belt around it. Where the equator is, is all water, and the top and bottom is all land. But it's a 2G environment, so it's a little bit heavier gravity than here. So the bodies you see are a little bit thicker, a little bit stronger, a little squattier because they're going to a world that requires that. Let's say they're going to put you on Mars. Then you'll probably be longer, skinnier, a little frailer to what you look like because your your body's being developed for that. But most of them are made somewhere in between so they they can move around, but they're strong enough. Their heads are bigger than ours by probably 15 or 20%. Um, but they look just like us and they look like you. I mean, it's your, it's your, you're going into your body. It's your new body. So, but they only take those people when the time is right. So we can never figure this out, man. For the, when we first got in this field 40 years ago, people call him, Joe, I seen a, I seen a flying saucer over a graveyard. What the hell was Joe? Oh, I seen one over a hospital. I seen one over a mortuary. What the hell? I'm thinking, wow, the graves are morbid. I, I was, I was with them. I'm like, what the hell are they doing this for? And about a decade goes by. We start people start reporting stuff. So a couple of a couple of mortuaries reported missing bodies that happened to be contactees. And then wow. or the body would still be there, but just they would see like a beam come down and touch the body and something would be removed from the body. But when it happens, the body animates. That's what freaks them out. It, it, the body becomes alive again for a few minutes as they're taking the soul out, or whatever you want to call it. So the Greys have the ability, actually all three races have the ability to remove your consciousness even from a three-day dead body and upload it to a disk or upload it to a computer or upload it to a new body, whatever they think they need to do at the time. Because if you're, if you're not ready 
for your new body, for wherever it's going, they might put you in uh, what they call a husk body, which is a hologram body. Basically, you're basically living in a hologram, but you're alive. And you can probably do anything you want because you can't be killed by anything. But eventually, they put you in the real body and they put you on whatever planet you're going to. So that happens every so often. And it's going to happen more and more and more as we evolve. The more advanced we become, the more of them they're going to take. So there's the Holocaust dream, which we talk about a lot. So one third of all contactees have the Holocaust dream. One third. Holocaust or apocalypse? Ho- Holocaust, apocalypse, whatever you call it, same thing. Oh, okay. okay. So, so when you hear people describe this, we'll use the Texas one because a lot of people are familiar with Texas. So there's a group of 14 different contactees had the exact same dream. Now, remember, right now, we've had over 112,000 people write into the organization with their different experiences. And a lot of them, when they talk about the Holocaust, they're just how they talk about it. So they're driving along, la, 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 la. They pull into Houston. They notice that the streetlights are working. There's cars parked on the side. There's lights flashing. Everything seems to be working. They get out the car. The three of the ladies told me when they got out the car, they walked up to this window. And this thing came down and started talking to them and, and started asking them, you want to buy this? You buy? We noticed you surfed this product. So it's virtual is what it is now. In the United States, we banned that. So we know this has to be off in the distant future because we're not going to allow them to sell virtual advertisements. And the reason why is let's say let's say that somebody was looking at porn and they pull up. That's the last thing your computer seen. So when this thing looks at you, it's going to say, what about this site or this site or give you something along the lines of the last thing you looked at? Well, that can be quite embarrassing if you stand, especially standing there with your spouse or something. So they kind of, they kind of figured and it, that and the fact that a lot of times they spam you with stuff that you've already bought. Uh, so it, it's, it's not a technology that we're ready to be available to use, but it is one that's going to be used when this is going on. So that, and, and they, they don't see any bodies anywhere. Cars are parked. Everything's nice and neat. Nothing's burning. Nothing's destroyed. Uh, they, they, so they go through the city to get out on the other side of Houston and they see these military vehicles and they're digging mass graves. I mean, you know, big bulldozer graves and they're just pushing tons of bodies into these graves. Um, so, what happened is, is, is they're pretty sure it's some type of pandemic. Something is released on the planet, kills two-thirds of everyone on the planet in less than seven days. So there isn't even a chance of getting a cure for this. It just kills them. But contactees are naturally immune to it, so they're not going to kill them. So the government figured this out somewhere along the line. They've actually built squadrons where they've taken blood from contactees to build up immunity inside these soldiers so that when the time comes, they will have people you know, through their family lines, they will have people ready to help them do whatever they're going to do. Um, so they'll tell you that they're left behind. This group of contactees are being left behind to make sure the other contactees get to the different places where the ships are going to pick them up. And they're told they may have to do horrible things like burn people, wipe their brains out, destroy buildings. Uh, and they have those abilities because they're now in their new host bodies. They're no longer in their human body. So the day before this happens, all the contactees are being left behind. They're actually brought up to the ships. And uploaded into their new bodies and then sent back. Now, is this not, in the dream state, like like memories that you were retrieving from contact? No, these are these conscious. These is, are conscious memories that people see these okay. on the ship all the time. Okay, I just um, want to be clear. If, that. Um, yeah. Especially in the 67 and the 80s, the bodies being seen were insurmountable. The amount that were actually being seen, it was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, when you when you hear people talk about these rows on these ships, they sound like they're hundred thousand a row. So we're talking millions of people, not just a few. Uh, so, but they're planning on reusing using Earth. So something's, something's coming that's going to wipe out the majority of Earth. They are prepared to save a good chunk of us. So they're going to bring most of the colonists that are going to be brought off world to live in other worlds. But they are going to have two colonies on Earth. One's going to be in Seattle. 
and I forgot where the other one is. I think it's in Australia somewhere. But the rest of the planet is going to be used by the humans, the greys, and the reptilians until Amazing. such a time that the human colonies are big enough to reclaim the planet, which will be <laughs> a long time. That's not going to be. And plus, everybody else has been taken off world. They're not coming back. But the reason why the ones are being left here, because they can't go to the new worlds, because some of the things they're going to do mentally and physically, they don't want them interacting with the people they brought off world. Okay. They, they don't want them to experience this, whatever this negativity is they have to do to keep these other contactees alive. Um, and it sounds like it's pretty damn negative. They don't want the other people to experience it. They don't want them to feel it, experiences. They want them to start off clean, fresh, new bodies, new thoughts, new minds, new lives, um, no negativity, just positivity. Our That's boss not Earth. is a real, you know, stickler for having to do a station ID and sponsor ID. Oh, yes, we do. We're going to do that right now. <laughs> yes, we are, because we would never <laughs> forget. Yes, we are. Just let me find my little flag. <laughs> yeah, Dolly, I, you know, it's hard to put a time zone on this, but I agree with you. I, I figure it's in recent times because of the way they described Houston, it doesn't sound like it's that far. And it's not just Houston. There's a bunch of other cities they talk about, but it doesn't sound like it's that far off in our future. And they do like to say it's around nine or 10 billion people. Well, we're at 8 billion right now. So mm. it's it's not as far. It'll, it'll probably be outside of our lifetimes, but barely. Okay. I'm I'm oh, I'm trying to find my thing, but I'm gonna just wing it because I can't find my. I always have it on, on my system here, and somebody obviously. Uh, okay, so why don't that. you do that, and I'm going to play this right now. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. There we go. Yeah. Who loves you, Dolly? <laughs> Dolly's got that uh, voice. Right. I've oh, got to find it on my phone. Sorry. Um, <laughs> crazy. This is what happens when you delete a whole bunch of uh, emails uh -oh. by accident, right? <laughs> Kill me because I love you. <laughs> it's just fitting with the actual day today, and that's all I can say. But I'm going to wing it because I think I've got it. Um, you are listening to the Outer Realm Radio with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano. We are coming to you live from the beautiful city of New Orleans on 105.3 FM radio. Tonight, our guest is network owner, host, producer, extraordinaire of everything, Mr. Joe Montaldo. And in this show, you're also going to learn how to win that lightsaber. If you're watching, then you know what I'm talking about. Joe's already shown you that. Mm -hmm. So don't leave you have to stick around with us we want to give a huge thank you to the folks at Folgers Coffee thank you so much for sponsoring the show from day one and thank you for your continued support we also want to thank Justin Snicker Dr. Snick the sonic surgeon for our intro and outro and you can find him on Facebook and Instagram you can buy all of his music on Bandcamp or Amazon, but check him out on social media because he's dropping little clips of his music every single day. Also want to, um, see, now I'm like, really, this is today. This is really today. This is really today. I have to find this. But what I, what I wanted to say was, please, if you're watching us on YouTube, if you're watching us on Facebook, wherever you are, give us a like, hit the subscribe button. 
please right. show us your support. Us. Show us some love. Love us, damn it. Yeah, See, show us some you, love. You and if, you, if you're interested in hearing past shows where Joe Montaldo has, has been on the show or any of our Weekend guests, trouble. you can find us archived anywhere. Simply search United Public Radio or United Paranormal. You, what? United UFO Public Radio. Paranormal. Yeah, UFO, UFO Paranormal Radio. And then search The Outer Realm. Hit yeah. the share button. Thank you, Tamara. Hit that share button. I need to find my... Sorry. my thing because that was really good <laughs> i'm just like today okay i love so my folders people i drink it every morning oh phoenix try cold coffee that's actually what got me drinking hot coffee was at cold coffee and tea is what got me drinking hot coffee my mom was a big tea freak and uh, she was always like let's drink some tea let's drink some tea i'm like okay mom we'll drink some tea <laughs> tea's oh. good but coffee's better huh. that's uh Thank of course, thank you, Terry Shana, for sharing. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you can tell me who played Ray in the new part of Star Wars, I, I want her real name, not her Star Wars name. I want to know who she is and uh, what three Star Wars movies she played in. So I'm going to take, I do this all the time. I'm going to take email number 30 at icarcox.net. So the first three times I did this, I kept forgetting to give out the email. <laughs> Michael told me, he goes, oh, you're going to give out the email, right? I'm is like, oh, it shit, icar.cox.net? Yeah. Uh, icar at cox.net. At icar at, at cox.net. And I want to know who, who what Ray's net. real name is and what three movies she played. I went full titles, okay? There you uh, go. So, and no, no, don't send it here. Send it to the email. We'll check it right before yeah. we leave tonight. And, we'll and it's it. the, the 30th email received. That's mm -hmm. the light. <laughs> Well, oh, and be it. sure you put your contact information in there, or I can't send it to you, or they can't send it to you. Is what I actually should say. That is so cool. Good luck to everyone. Yes, we okay. hope y'all win it. You know, <laughs> I keep getting friends of mine writing, "How can I win?" I said, "You can't. Your friends in the network get out of here." <laughs> They're like, "I'm like, no, you can't win." Yeah. They're like, and then I had a friend of mine. Can you just give me one? I'm like, no. Oh, Graziano asked me that today. He goes, "I'm working while you're on the show. Can I just have one?" I'm like, no. Nope. <laughs> okay, there we it. go. And yeah, that's for those of you who are today. listening, people. So that's that. So okay. Yes. It Get makes it fair, Missy. right? 30th email makes it fair makes it fair. Yeah, well, we do 30 because I do all different, but 30 is a good one. It gives everybody time yeah. to get it in there. And not always it's the 30th email. So it'll be the one, the next one after that. But like last night, no one actually hit the email. So we had to give them the first one after each email. No. Uh, but, you know, we gave away some last night and um, we're going to give away Darth Maul's uh, probably sometime in the middle of next week. Yes, Ooh. Darth Maul. Yes. What do you mean? Thursday's Thanksgiving, people. The girls might be here. I'm going to be eating turkey. Oh, yeah. You have Thanksgiving. We'll be here week. because we'll be here. We, we've got good guests. And we yes. don't have Thanksgiving. And they, they already had their Thanksgiving. Yeah, I know. Jack, Canada, you do fall. I know. I know. We had it 35 years before you. Just saying. This is true. Yes. Just... We, we, oh. we had. <laughs> okay. We're so not getting... getting into why we why we have Thanksgiving, people. Sorry. No, we're going to get back to basics here as to what we're, what we're discussing. Um what are the signs and I could because I actually get asked this a lot and we've talked about this on the gray zone what are the signs of 
an alien abduction or contact. I find abduction is a harsh word, even though they do lurk into your room while you're trying to sleep. Well, abduction, we you use know. abduction because <laughs> abduction simply means you don't really remember being taken. Yeah, That's what right. abductions really are. So abductions, which really in abductions, it usually manifests itself in your dreams first. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, you'll start seeing like physical marks on your body that you can't explain. Every now and then you'll see like, a three finger grab right here or some claw mm-hmm. marks right here on one of your arms where something grabbed you and pulled you because you tried to pull away. Um, sometimes on the inside of women's legs on their, on their inner part of their thighs, you'll see finger marks there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you generally women, it's inside of thighs. If somebody would have done that, they would remember it. So when they don't, you've got to kind of question what was going on. Mm-hmm. And um, now remember people, not everybody who thinks an abductee under hypnosis turns out to be that sometimes it's other stuff. And most of the time when that happens, you'll hear me refer them to one of the psychologists that we work with um, because it has nothing to do with aliens. So there's no reason for us to be involved. It's a, if it's alien, we'll stay involved because we want to help people get through it and, and, and learn how to incorporate it into their lives. And uh, because you can, I mean, especially knowing that you're an abductee or a contactee is a good thing because you now understand that you have empathic and telepath, empathic or telepathic or both. But we can help you learn how to use those abilities correctly and how to block out lots of noise or background noise and stuff like that. We can teach you how to do all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we can teach you how to use that empathic ability in a lot of different ways. And a lot of empaths tend to marry other empaths. It's one of the reasons they have so many arguments because nobody knows what's, what's going on because they get in each other's head and then they get pissed off about certain things that haven't even happened yet. Or if somebody's thinking about something that they actually haven't said or done, but this person person still gets pissed because they now sensed it. But Hmm. there's good sides to this. Like when you're sitting and watching TV or just hugging out or snuggling up, those emotions meld together. So instead of having just your good feeling, you have his good feeling, he has yours. So you have double the feeling. It just puts your body in a state, in your mind, a state that you're just not going to experience unless you're with an empath. It's not just that. I mean, if you, when you're making love to somebody and you're empathic, it's a whole different level. It's just a so, whole this PG-17, remember, people. So is that mm. a sign of being abducted? <laughs> well, no, I mean. Because I think I want in. Yeah, <laughs> so well, you know. Like really good. Empaths, <laughs> you know. Uh, so it's one of the first things we, we test for people to see if they're empathic. <laughs> but but abductees usually manifest in your dreams, and then it's usually marks or uh, missing in the old days, we would have said missing time today. It's, it's weird time or gain time out of sort time. It's not so much missing time. You know, the aliens have gotten wise to the missing time thing and, um, have just basically changed the way they do things. Mm. So there are still some missing time cases, but overall the majority of missing time cases are, 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 they just don't exist anymore. Uh, we have, like I said, gain time or weird time or scrambled time or things like that, uh, where people have been taken back and, taken out 10 minutes later, put back, but have three weeks of hair growth on their legs and stuff like that. So, you know, we, we understand that now it's like with Jim Sparks. Uh, Jim Sparks is a very famous contactee. And from time to time, Jim would get taken for weeks at a time, but really? nobody at home knew that. Oh yeah. It's, it's not uncommon for contactees to be taken weeks and but months how does at a time. Nobody at home, but how does no because one they bring you knows? back 10 minutes before they took you. Hmm. So the grays have the ability, especially the grays, they have the ability to pull you out of time and set you in a pocket outside of time. So time's not even moving. You're just, you're doing whatever. They're doing whatever oh. for however long they need it. Time's not moving at all. And then they just pop you back in. So how, do you ever, do people know that they've been taken that long? Do they? They do. Some people sense it. Some people want to get regressed and it comes out in regression. 
Okay. Um, it's, it's, sometimes it's a big shock for people when they realize that. So this is one of my favorite stories. And I'll tell this for the umpteenth million time. Uh, we were down in Pensacola, Florida, investigating a case. The people they called us a really good abduction case. Uh, and we were down there and we went out. We all, you know, we'd been together for a couple of days. We went out that night, had a nice expensive dinner. And they had a girl walking around taking pictures, you know, with the camera. So we had them take our pictures sitting and standing. So both women are wearing dresses, you know, right above their knee a little ways. And the guys are sitting there. And uh, so he's clean shaven, by the way. Her legs are shaved. His face is shaved. So six o'clock in the morning, I get a phone call. I'm still in Pensacola. I'm in my hotel room. And I'm like, first thing I'm thinking, I'm like, who the blank, blank, and blank is calling me at six in the morning? So I reach over, half asleep. I grab the phone and fumbling around. I said, hello. And they're just panicking. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I mm -hmm. get dressed, get Linda dressed. We go over there. And when I get there, he's got a beard. I mean, a beard beard, like down to here. So I'm pulling on it, seeing if it's fake. I am. I'm yanking all over them. He's screaming and shit because I'm yanking on it. She's got at least three weeks of hair growth on her legs. So we sent him to the local uh, doctor. And he couldn't figure it out. He said, I don't understand what happened. She said, well, I went to bed last night, clean shaved, and woke up this morning with, you know, looking like a gorilla. Mm -hmm. Nobody, they can come up with any plausible explanation. So under hypnosis, they had been taken for three weeks. That's how long they were gone. So I had only six hours earlier, and they had been gone for three weeks by the next time I seen them. That is disturbing. It's kind of creepy. Okay. And we've got many, 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 many cases like that. That's a scary <laughs> part. Uh, but okay. Because for training reasons. Wait, can I read that yeah, before you answer? Are you answering the question? No, no, great. Oh. I've just seen it. Okay. Um, Michael Kennedy asked, can you ask the guest, which is Joe Montaldo, what his research and insights that have led him to understanding the messages from E.T.? Oh, messages from E.T. Is a, is a nasty, dirty thing to get involved in because – Depending on what abductee or contactee is, the message can be different. So basically, if you want to look at the, the aliens, you, so I, this is one of the things we teach. Judge them by their actions. Just like you judge any other human on the planet, not by what you heard, not by what you've seen, but by their actions. Number one action, they take you without asking. Not everybody, but 99% of the people they take without asking. Ooh, that's a big red check right there. You're like, ooh, wait, what is that? Uh, they perform things on you a lot of times without your verbal permission, and they keep you for long periods of time without your permission. Now, this isn't everybody. When keepers or contactees reach a certain stage, and it's usually when you're older, it's probably in your 50s or 60s, uh, you've been working for them for a keeper, they give you more leeway. You, so you can kind of say and do things that you couldn't do when you're younger. But for the most part, whether you they like you or not, they still take you without your permission. Remember this, ladies and gentlemen. The first time they abduct you, you're still in your mother's womb. Okay, they actually physically remove you from the womb and examine you and then put you back. And then the day after birth, they take you again. And then from that point on, as a child, they probably take you every six or seven weeks. I don't when like you this. hit puberty, they take you every week, probably for 10 years. Mm. Then after that, when you hit your 30s, it changes. The people who haven't lost their mind or freaked out or, or are still useful to their aliens will start being taught how to deal with things, become communicators that will go out and speak about this, become keepers who will work on board the ships to help with other abductees and other contactees and learn how to deal with other races. All these things come to fruition, but you know they're not messages in the way that – so they'll say stuff like, you know, well, some contactees say they're here to tell us to clean up the planet. Well, if that's true, they should have started telling us that. 5,000 years ago. Why wait till now? 
Uh, that's a recent message. When you listen to what abductees and contactees say through the ancient world, it's a whole different kind of message. It's, it's more about uniting the planet than, than anything else. Today, it's a different message. Why? Who is the 1% they're, they are asking? Well, it's, it's so usually, usually, so it depends where you are in your training with them, where, what you understand with them. So the more advanced abductee, I should say, the more advanced contactee or keeper you are, the more information you're going to be exposed to, the more information you're going to understand as well. Uh, no one's going to ever get the full picture because they're not here to give us the full picture. And most part, most human brains can only contain about 25% of what they're seeing anyway, uh, or it would over overload our hard drives for lack of a better way of saying it. There's just too much data. It's like when you're on board a ship and you're interacting with all these other aliens and all these other beings, that whole time you're learning all kinds of stuff. You're being brought in hologram rooms. You're being taught how equipment works and machines work. Well, you can't bring that back here with you. Mm. They don't want you to bring back to earth in case somebody hypnotizes you and starts learning shit. They don't allow that. So what happens is you don't actually lose the information. The information is uploaded to an onboard computer. And when you come back on board the ship, it's instantly, you're instantly connected to it again, but it's not actually in your head. It's in theirs or it's on the board, the ship's computers, but it's like being in your head because you have instant access to it. Okay. It's just too much information for our brain. So it's like having an extra brain. Um, because humans' brains just aren't physically that big yet. And it's not we're not that fashion. Even though our brain is is a marvel compared to a gray's brain, it's a hunk of dirt. Oh uh, this so, is too much for my brain right now. So it's just one of them things you have to learn to deal with. But for the most part, they don't want to see us wipe ourselves out. They would rather us survive. But let me tell you now, if Putin goes to launch a nukes, they are not going to intervene. Okay. I got a question before you go back to Putin. You know you love Putin. That's like your ex-husband or something. Yeah, especially when he's on a horse. Um, (laughs) He's sexy when he's on a horse. I'm sorry. I have no comment. I don't know the men. Um, I am curious as to you said that they don't want people to, they don't want us discussing what they're doing with us or whatever. Who do they not want to know? Who are you referring okay. to? They don't, okay. First off, if you're an abductor or contactee, you can talk about anything you want. Anything you've experienced or anything you've been involved with, they don't care. They actually want y'all talking to each other. Okay. So they don't really care that the general public knows, but the reason they don't want you telling them because you become a victim then. Odds are, we tell this to people all the time who want to come public. Once you become a public, once you speak publicly, then you have now given Uncle Sam the opportunity to abduct you because they don't know who everybody who's being abducted is. They know a handful like uh, Barney, uh, Barney, um, Barney Hill, Barney Hill. They actually knew he was because he had been being in and out of psychiatric. He's since also he was ex-military, or, or, or he had no, he wasn't. But he was he, he was friends with with several colonels. Right. This is a right. black man who worked at the post office, yeah. who was married to a white woman, right. who had friends first, with top colonels, and was invited yeah. to the White House for dinner. Mm-hmm. And, he, and this is after his abduction experience. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't happen. You have to wonder what the hell was going on there. Uh, right. Betty was not the contact. People get mad at me for this, but Betty was not a contactee. Barney was. He was the contactee. And you know that. You can go back and, and listen to what Simon said, the hypnosis guy. You can see some of the stuff he was talking about while he was in therapy. He had been having this since a young child. You know, mm. he was. He, this has been going on his whole life, and it was scaring the hell out of him and freaking him out. And when you listen to the hypnosis tapes, which I got somewhere in my computers, you can hear it in his voice. So in the Hills case, this is how the Hills case got changed. There's three sets of memories in the Hills case when he's talking. 
So you have the original alien abduction that took place in Canada, by the way. It was somewhere in Canada. They were staying at a hotel in Canada. That's where the abduction took place. They can't remember the name of the hotel they stayed in. The next morning, they went across the street from the hotel where you could see the big hotel sign and had breakfast. They couldn't tell you where they had breakfast, and they still couldn't tell you the name of the hotel. So they got in their car, and they're driving back to the United States. We're going home, going wherever the hell we live. Uh, so they stopped to ask directions while they were in Canada. Betty describes him as a white Irish policeman, okay? Barney describes him as a black man. Whoa, wait oh. a minute now. What the hell's going on here? This That's is typical different. alien abduction 101. You don't remember where you've been. You can't account for your time, and now you're seeing different people. That's obviously you were taken there. So what happened was is because they knew Barney was a contactee, they would have been watching him his whole life. Well, they knew he got taken. They've probably seen it happen. So when he crossed back into the United States, they nabbed his ass. He is probably the first real military abduction. Uh, they brought him in. So there's things that proves this. One of the things he talks about, he's driving his car. A lot, a lot of the car goes off. He gets out of his car. Four, four men dressed in black shoes, black pants, black shirts, and black duckbill hats walked out of the spaceship, went down, grabbed him by his arms, and walked him and Betty back to the craft, up a set of stairs. I have never heard about any abductees being taken upstairs before. That's a first. That was the first time, first and only time. I've never heard it in any other cases, just that case. And you've, you've interviewed thousands yeah, of so, people. And, and so she, Betty says, there was swinging doors like hospital, the old hospital metal doors used to be with mm. the windows in them. She described that. That's pretty she, primitive. Yeah, she yeah, described pull-down maps, pull-out drawers, books, right. paperback and hardback books. She's not describing, she's describing the CDC is what she's describing. So oh. they got taken, they, they took fluid and, and, and skin samples and blood samples with razors and needles. That is not alien abduction technology. Yeah. That is human technology. That is. Yeah. So what happened to them is they got mill labbed in the United States. But instead of, like, uh, what's her name, Kathleen Muldrin, instead of admitting to this because she had already wrote a book saying something else, they got themselves in a bond because the evidence suggests that the abduction happened in Canada and the military abduction happened in the United States. Mm. You're fighting something that you can't win because the evidence goes in that direction. You can yeah, make up whatever story. would disagree with well, you. <laughs> well, because she changed the story. She said that there were, first off, she didn't say they were pulled down maps. She said there were screens like, like you know, the kind of screens we look at. Well, that's not alien screens. They don't have that either. That's not their technology. Their technology is embedded in the walls, and it's it's a flush thing. It's, it has no tubes or screens, and it's not how it works. So... You could tell even Kathleen didn't have the imagination to take it to the next level because she's not a contactee. And if Betty would have been a contactee, Kathleen would be a contactee. Because the opinions expressed by our guests are not those of this network <laughs> yeah. or the no, host. No, but unfortunately, Joe is the network. So send all the emails That's to right. Joe Montaldo. No, I'm send just, them to Mr. Alder Roche. I've interviewed her, so I know like... <laughs> Yes. You're going to have and, a lot and, of emails. Oh, and, and if y'all want to know the argument, so on, I see at the... Uh, icar1.com site there is the discussion between myself and kathleen maldron and all of this the whole letter gotta listen to that all the rebuts and everything are on the site you can go read the whole thing what she said what i said and mm -hmm. you can see the difference and she struggled to try to make stuff up like she said oh well the dress had stains on it you're telling me you had a 45 year old dress analyzed them states could have came from anywhere mm -hmm. that's that's bullshit and then she tried to tell me oh we we found the constellation no you didn't because you don't have the point of origin. You can't find a connotation without the point of origin. And she said many times, 
they didn't have the point of origin. They don't know where they came from. So there's no way to track them back without point of origin. Yeah, so that was another lie. With that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, and then the, the, the things they found in the back of the car. Okay. You're telling me you still got that same car from that abduction. That's a lie. They don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what she described was magnetic marks. There were round things uh, that pulled on it and pulled the paint off. That's what a magnet does if it sticks to your car. That's not alien technology. That is human technology. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they, they, Absolutely. they, they dropped these things in the car and it shorted the car out. The car, because by their own words, the car didn't restart. They had to take it to a mechanic. But when an alien does it, when they're done with it, your car restarts and goes on its merry way. So mm-hmm. she yeah. kept talking about this. And you don't have to believe me, ladies and gentlemen. You can find Betty and Barney Hill's interviews in the 70s. They're still available online. And she says this in her own words. They're on YouTube. Yeah. After Barney died, she changed her story. And Do you then, think it was out of fear, maybe? No, it wasn't out of fear. She wanted the the, the publicity. That's who Barney, Betty was. She always won. She's the one who wanted to go to the White House. She's the one who wanted to do all of this. Again, the Barney did not. Our guests are not ours. Barney did not. Barney said this. Y'all go listen to him himself. He said this on television. Yeah. He said this in his hypnosis. He did not want to be involved with this. He no. wanted Betty to quit, and she wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, he was hostile about this. Mm-hmm. And she wanted she, the fame. He did not maybe, want anything to do with Maybe she was being this. pressured by something or someone. No, I think she just wanted the fame. I don't think it's because she wasn't a contactee. I think she wanted that admiration that Barney got. Really? Yes. And and she's not the only one. There's a lot of people. You would be surprised how many people lie about being abducted or taken. You would really yeah, be surprised. I, I want no part of it. So so we, we've got the people like who have sexual assaults in their family. So a lot of times that will manifest as an abduction. So mm-hmm. when you do the hypnosis, of course, it's not what it is. And it, it, it you comes out in the in, in the uh, hypnosis that that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. And there are other things that happens in people's lives that they would rather think an alien took them than admit to what really happened to them. Yeah. Like yeah. you wouldn't see bite marks yes. with ET So think about this. Right? And, and in this, this case we're talking about, the samples came from Barney, not from Betty. They didn't take fluid samples and scrapings from Betty, only from Barney. That tells mm-hmm. you all you need to write, know right there. They already knew she wasn't the contactee. They knew he was. And that's how you know it was the government and not the So, so do you think all these stories that you all these stories that you hear about all of these physical examinations and really horrific things, do you think this is um, my lab, or do you think this is actually extraterrestrials that would well, do this? Okay. You can tell the difference. Uh, one, the government's hypnosis techniques are not near as good as the aliens' techniques. Mm-hmm. And the way they conduct experiments and all or te- or, or regular technologies, technologies that you would be familiar with. Mm-hmm. When you're on board the ship, you're not familiar with the technologies. Most stuff is voice activated on the ships. Uh, you, if, so when you walk into your room, this is a perfect example. So on one of the big ships, you, they give you a room. You walk into your room. When you walk into your room, it's just four, it's a cube. There's nothing else in it. So what you start thinking about you on a bed, the bed comes out and appears. You want a sink, the sink comes out, the dresser comes out. TV comes out, whatever it is you're thinking about comes out is now available to you. Computer access comes out. So the ship configures to your thought. It's a really cool technology. And um, those are different. You can tell the difference. And the alien technologies work different than ours. There's no wires. There's no switches. There's no plugs. It's all just all vastly different technology than ours. Okay. So it's not that hard to know the difference between them. It's just... For, for the non-technical people is when it, it causes trouble because they don't actually understand what they're seeing or what they're involved with. And Mill Labs, I would say if I had to put a number on this, I mean, out of the 112,000 cases available, probably 10 or 12% are military. And the mm-hmm. reason why is 
is because those people have come forward. So if you don't come forward and they don't, and you're not like Barney who, who's been in a shrink and they know it, they'll never find you. They'll never okay. know you've been taken. They will, there's no military. And it's worse than that. If you, if you're an abductor or contactee that does come forward, but you don't have any experiences, like you haven't been on board the ship or you haven't worked the engines or you haven't drove, you haven't navigated, they're not interested in you. They're not going to take you. There's no, you don't have anything in their head worth taking, but people who, who have experienced this, that's who they're after. Anybody who understands the alien agendas, operations of ships, interaction with other extraterrestrials, they want to talk to those people. That's who they want to talk to. Mm -hmm. The everyday person who's just been taken and doesn't really remember anything because they, they couldn't handle it, they're not interested in them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're not interested. But the <laughs> other people they're interested in, they was probing Michelle the other night. I was I'm, laughing my I'm putting ass my off. hand up like I'm in class. <laughs> I just looked through the bird. <laughs> Thinking um, out loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is there, is there, it was not intentional. It just like happened. <laughs> it happened. It's Do life, man. It? Shit happened. <laughs> Do, abduct Do yeah. abductees have a cutoff time, a cutoff date, a retirement age? Um, Some do. Okay. So is let's this by ET or is this something, an agreement that you make? With no, no, them? this is ET. So when you become non-useful for them. Non-useful. I was trying to find a kinder so way you, to put it. Usually this is gentle. going to be somewhere in your early 30s. So what happens is, one, you're still showing fear. You're still scared of them. You're not trying to work with them. You're not trying to understand anything. So what they do is they just stop abducting you, but they will keep taking your children. Mm. So this is what pisses off a lot of contactees and abductees. They're still taking your kids even when they're not taking you. But if you're like Dolly or other people we talk to on the shows who are interested in speaking about them, even if it's not 100% correct, they want you out there. They want you helping the ordinary people understand that there is something going on. And the more credible you are, the more they want you out there speaking. Really? Because, that I didn't, or, I didn't or realize. Help with the, or helping with the – so they got they got the communicators, the speakers, and the, and the keepers. The keepers sometimes speak, for the, but for the most part, keepers – work with the people on board the ships just to help them out when somebody's panicking they'll come hold their hand they'll go play with the kids they'll talk to someone who's whatever's going on with them that's what they're there for the aliens realized that they were doing psychological harm to us which is not what they were intended to do that's why they okay. have keepers now so the kids for some reason just aren't scared of them you can go on board I, I can't even tell you i've lost count of how many people told me this they'll go on board and you'll see a group of the kids oh my bug eyed friends my reptilian friends they're all playing and enjoying this so sometimes they're playing with other Reptilian kids or human kids. As far as I know, they don't play with the gray kids, but um, they're interacting and they're not scared of the aliens. The aliens give them technology to play with and to use and do stuff. But when puberty hits and all the way up to about 30, that's when all the bad shit happens. It doesn't matter who you are, everything's bad. It doesn't matter where you are and abductee, how advanced you are. Those 10 years or 12, 14 years, that's when they're going to do the nasty stuff. And they're going to block 99.9% .9 of that out because most humans cannot handle what just happened to them. Things like removing body parts, removing eyes, removing other stuff, putting them back together, testing your physical and mental abilities. Humans aren't good with that. So they just block it out. And uh, and that's why when people ask me, can you regress me to those? Yeah, yeah I can bring you back there and you can experience what happened, but you're not going to be happy. So why do it? Um, so most of the information that you've received comes from people who've gone under hypnosis. And ICAR has how many members that have that have come forward with? We got one hundred twelve thousand cases on file today. Right. Mm. That's forty years worth of investigations. And before anybody asked, no, I did not investigate while one hundred twelve thousand cases. Out of those, probably 
to be realistic, probably about 15,000 I've actually been through. I've either read so or- Can you give a little bit for those that don't you, know you about your military career? Can you put that out there, please? Yes, I was Thank in the US Navy aboard the USS Nimitz. Yes, Old Salty is what she goes by. She's in retirement now, so as far as I know, she's not out there blowing shit up anymore. But I was advanced avionics, advanced electronics, advanced aircraft recognition. That's what I did on the Nimitz. Uh, so if, if it was it was yes, avionics people. So as far as I know, I'm the only ufologist in the field that actually has degrees relevant to the field. Advanced avionics. If you're going to study UFOs, you got to at least understand how they fly, how things fly, how things work. Um, advanced avionics, advanced electronics lets me know how things work, how I understand how things work in the air and the avionics also helps with that. And then aircraft recognition immediately allows me to disprove something. Mm -hmm. I can say, well, no, I know that from my training, but it's better than that, ladies and gentlemen, because, because of the Navy is one of the reasons I got interested in this. When I went in the Navy, I wasn't interested in this. I, I said, this is a bunch of hooey, even though I've been like 12 different people told me they had been abducted. I still was like, it was like hooey. But while I was in a service, I kept meeting pilots and people on board the ship that were having experiences and pilots were talking about losing time, coming back to the carrier. Some of the people in the town and conning tower were saying we would lose planes for three or four hours and all of a sudden they would be back flying still with the same amount of fuel. We were like, what the hell? Um, and they disencouraged you to in report it. They didn't like you reporting this. They already knew it was happening. They didn't want you to report it. They have radar te technician, the whole tower, seeing what had happened. There's no reason for the pilots. Uh, now it's a little different. They've gotten a little different about it now. But back then, they had just gotten tired of all the cases. Mm. So if if you want to be a real ufologist, not an abduction researcher, but a real ufologist, first thing I would tell you is go out and buy you a Kodak 400 instant film camera. One yeah. that you know is encased. So you need to keep your digital camera. You need to have a digital um, video camera. It'd be nice if you had an analog, digital, uh, analog camera. So And the reason why is, so the 400, you're taking pictures of this weird thing in the sky with this enclosed case. It's sealed. And then you're taking it with your digital. So you have excellent, clear pictures with your digital. So, But you've got the 400 Kodak. So one, it proves right there you didn't hoax this because it's locked mm -hmm. into the camera. So you can take this it's to your local film. development store and video record them developing the film. Mm -hmm. So that means there's no hanky-panky with the film. So you know, so if you're hoaxing this, that means you hoax this uh, in the air, not on the uh, not through the camera. You can't fudge a negative until it hits the That's computer, right. So. Right. So once you've got the gray, the grayscale, the, the, the negatives, mm -hmm. um, you can tell if anything's been changed. So with the reason you can't do this with digital, digital has much better pictures. Mm -hmm. But the problem with digital is, is I can go like see Bob back there. I can take a picture of Bob sitting right there. And then I can take this weird graphic and put it like it's in a spaceship and put it on my computer, load that in there, install that in there, take that and download it to my phone and give it to somebody. As far as they know, that's exactly what they see, what's in that phone. Mm -hmm. they There's show, no way and to it tell shows, if you've screwed with it. No, but it shows imprints every time it's saved. There's a number on it. I learned that through the herd. Yes, but you can do trial. away with that. You can do away with all of that. Not forensically. Right. Forensically, they can find numbers. If you if you save a photo to, say, Facebook, and then you save it to StreamYard, and then you save it well, to see, that's not whatever, how you do it. the numbers. No, I'm saying if people are doing this. No, what they don't realize this is you, you can't do it. So let me let me explain how, how you, if you really want to do this, I shouldn't even be telling people how to do this. Then so don't. you take a picture, all right? Uh, it's better if you do it with a camera than with a phone because your phone actually does have a record value on it, but your yeah. camera does not. No. And if you've got a camera, is it out here? Uh, 
my business out here. Yeah, there it is right there. Hold on, let me move these fear books out. Even there. in the paranormal, this is this this applies also to paranormal so if you're doing investigations, if you're using this anything. particular model Canon right here, and I upload this to the internet, there's no correlating numbers with the film whatsoever. Or well, not with the film, but with the digital at all. So I can put it on there Thank and I can Chris. upload, I can take yeah, another okay. picture that I've taken with this, upload it into there, put them together, and then Thank download you. it to my phone. All you get is a picture that looks like it was taken by your phone. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if you really want to, if it's an Apple, especially, you can go in and change the coding of the, the image, the coding of the image underneath and actually change the date. So it looked like it was taken on a particular yeah, but Let date. me tell you something. Apple does record that. Just saying they record Apple it by law. They, they have do. to, by law, they have to record it. Um, at least here. The best way to go, whether it's UFO, UFO UAP, paranormal, ghosts, In anything, Mars. always go to film. And yep. I love the whole, um, what Michelle always says, use a Polaroid camera because nothing can interfere with that. No, same with so, recording devices. Do it on big. tape, get a negative. Just they're still can't be fudged. Um, yeah. we're, at, we're at the top of the hour. We're yeah, we got a couple of minutes, though, because we were, we started late. <laughs> so we're with the it's, network uh, owner. <laughs> that's right. We started late. All right, anyway, whatever. So, all right. Yeah, but like, we're we so, right just hold on. Polaroid's big right now, and they came back with their retro <laughs> 70s style. So, Polaroid, yeah, it, it, it is some films, not bad, but it's still, it's still not Kodak 400 or 800. Send us though. some love, Kodak. <laughs> so if you can get your hands hold, it's harder to get hold of these instant cameras than used to, but if you can get hold of the 400 or the 800, that's high speed. Those film. are hard to get a hold of. There's yeah. more. You can get them online, people. You have to order them. You can't, you I used think to be able to go to a store and buy them. You yeah, probably yeah. could order it straight from them, right? Yeah. Because Every the now ones and then that I are... see them in a, in a drugstore, but not often. No, because the ones that are on sale are the ones for like wedding tables and functions and stuff like that, right? Yeah, you so, can, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you could find a 400 well, if them, you're but traveling I mean, through an airport. But with these, it's high-speed film, and you can even get a, yeah. a night shot. 800 is the best. Yeah, 800 is the best if you can get it. It's it's much faster. But but with these, yeah. these in digital makes it almost impossible to hoax anything. I used to shoot an 800 film all yeah. the time. That was the best for night. So I always keep yeah. one or two of those in my glove box because I never know what I'm going to see. Because I do take stuff with my phone and my camera, but um, I would anytime I get something good, first thing I reach for is the camera camera because I want to get a I want to get a picture on that camera. And sometimes yeah. I'll let that reel sit there. It might sit in there for a year or two before it actually gets developed. But when you do it that way, it so you're taking Just out one enough, right? you're taking out one step of hoaxing. So yeah. when someone says, well, you, oh, you took it on your phone, maybe it's fake. Well, no, I took it on this high-speed film. It's not fake, and you can look at the negatives for yourself. So that rules it. So what that tells you is that kind of hoaxing is not going to happen. Uh, now, if you want to go set up a dummy thing out in the air and take pictures, but if you're using real good Kodak film, this is a difference. High, digital will help you see this, but if you got grayscale pixelation, you can actually see it better. And mm -hmm. uh, so you can see if somebody's been screwing around, setting up things they shouldn't. And of course, when you're using your video in both high and, and analog and digital, it also helps you. So these are things when you present this, okay, it was taken in both. So that automatically people are not going to think the picture was fake. Uh, so you've got that. Mm. And now the other part is upload airport monitor to your, your, your phone or to your computer. Upload JTRAC as well. Uh, so what these two do is, so airport monitor tracks planes in the United States and in Canada and in Mexico in real time. Mm -hmm. So you, and you can go back up to one year and see what they, mm -hmm. they tell you the flight number, where the flight's coming from, where the flight's going, even if it's military, 
they might tell you that it's, it's classified, but they will still tell you where this flight took off from and where it's headed. So mm-hmm. if I take a picture of something in the sky, say in Gulfport, and I look on JTRAC, there's no satellites there. I'm like, well, it's not a satellite. And I go to Airport Monitor, Airport Monitor's not there. Oh, well, wait a minute now. I got something because, you know, here you go. There's no ships. There's no planes. There's no, no, no anomalies if the weather's good. And learn things like what the cloud deck is on the day you took the picture. So a couple of mine have been on sci-fi, and it's one of the reasons they've been on sci-fi. So one particular shot I took of this weird thing out in the Gulf of Mexico, well, I knew the cloud deck that day was 5,000 feet. This thing was sitting in the middle. So it means it was at 2,500 feet. It was also at the horizon, which is 9.5 miles on this particular day, which means this thing was huge. For me to be able to see it with the naked eye at 9.5 miles was at least the size of an aircraft carrier, if not bigger. And it had been floating over that thing for at least 20 minutes so mm. you're thinking jesus what the hell is that well, we don't have anything that big that can stay no. up in the sky we just don't no. even the originals aren't that big mm-hmm. so i'm kind of like i'm like so now you can you can rule out the airport and then if that's not enough for you do like i do call your local airport call your local military and see have y'all got anything on radar call in lifetime because they'll tell you oh no we don't well we've got something we're filming right now at such and such and they'll even check and see and they'll tell you well no we're not seeing anything so you can automatically rule out any kind of aircraft or any kind of natural anomalies like that. So it doesn't leave much but ET. Mm-hmm. It just helps. It doesn't prove conclusively that you filmed an extraterrestrial craft. But if you've eliminated everything else but the extraterrestrial craft, it's a good shot. That's what you just got. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. always try to get stuff like beaches in it or can or uh, poles or lines, anything that can For help you judge point. height and distance. Yeah, you just. Anything that can get in there you, you, that can help you to figure this out, you want to do. It's it's almost like forensic photography with police. Um, they they always look for suspects near doorways or near so that they can gauge height and weight and size, like mass. It's the same kind of thing. If you take a picture of something up close, it's going to look massive. But if you take it at a distance, it's going to look smaller. So you have to have it near something so you have perspective. Yeah, so you have perspective. Yeah, perspective. And my, my one, my, my, my analog, my high eight has a 80 times zoom plus a 30. So it's 122 zoom on it. I mean, you can really, and, and when we zoomed in on this particular thing, you see it in the video, it's on my Jojo mind 63 account on YouTube, by the way. Uh, it, when we zoomed in on this thing, it was huge and it's split. Beautiful zoom lenses. It's uh so it like split. I mean, we, we've got several things up there on, on the alien enigma site, which is alien enigma site.org is a site I put up 22 years ago for the fact is, Something had happened to Linda and I, so I put the whole thing on a site because if I ever decided to come out about it and talk about it later on in my life, I didn't want people saying, oh, he's just jumping on the abduction bandwagon or he's just jumping on the UFO bandwagon. Well, no, this was actually up before we we founded ICAR. So, no, it had nothing to do with that. It was just I just put it up there because I knew sooner or later someone was going to try to call me out and say, you're just doing this because this, that, or the other reason. And uh, so we we keep it still there. The site's going to be there forever. And it's there for that one reason, just to show some of Linda's artworks on there, what, what the grays look like and stuff like that. She's got one with all these all these uh, a- aliens in it, and then you see my two chihuahuas in the middle. <laughs> I'm not sure what they were, if they were getting probed or not, but they were there on the probe So, <laughs> so anyway, let me let me pull my email up right quick. Okay. Now, oh, whoever you're gets this, it now. Yeah. So whoever gets this, I'm going to send <clears throat> a copy of this along with it. Oh, pull it back okay. so we can see it. Pull it pull back. back, back. Uh, okay, that's a good one. I've actually fear. read that one. That's a great one. So um, let's see. Oh, damn, I got all, man, we got a 
Jesus, people, how many people wrote into this? Lord have mercy. Uh, let's now see, Joel let's has to see. count to 30. Can you do that? You need some help. I can count way past that, baby. I got money in there. You know, anybody get you know, money learns. You, that's what my mom told me one time. She said, Yeah, you don't want to learn how to count. So we just started giving you money. You learn like, <laughs> okay. Whoa, whoa, a bunch of y'all got this right, man. So let's see who the winner is. Who's number 30? That's what we're looking for. So Dean Harrison won. Where are you from, Dean? Oh, he's, wait a minute. Do you live up there by Laura Lee? And then where's Saskatchewan at? What the hell is Saskatchewan? No, she's in Ontario, Saskatchewan. You should know that. You were they, you were taken out in Saskatchewan. That's what I'm saying. That's why I've seen it. It made me nervous. Yeah. Well, the reason west I'm saying is so, so. Two no, provinces uh, west. Dean, we'll, we'll get it sent out to you. Make sure that it's, it's, it's cracked. Well, no, Saskatchewan's a funny thing because every now and then on my cell phone, not just my Apple, but on several of my cell phones, it will show me in Saskatchewan at 5,000 feet. Yeah, Saskatchewan is, is uh, by BC. Like Congratulations, Dean Harrison or Dean Harris. Dean, uh, hold on, let me go back. Dean Harris or Harrison? Hold on, let me see. Harrison, not Harrison. Dean Harrison, congratulations. And, uh, yes, you got all of them right. And uh, I'm glad. That, whoops, my email yeah, just flipped out. But I will send over your contact information over to my boy over there, and he will probably have it out. Now, people, if you're listening tonight, when you get these things, feel free to take a picture and, and send us the picture back. I'll post it up on one of the websites yeah. or on one of Facebooks or something, you know. We'll show it on, we'll show show it on the show. children with it or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, do a Folgers commercial oh, with it. Oh, oh my gosh, right? Great idea. So all of these lightsabers come with fighting blades, real blades, so you can actually fight with them. You can you can go yeah you can go to like the saber clubs and go fighting with them they won't break and they won't crack right. uh, so if you get the real one so in the beginning uh, they they have a glass tube on <laughs> them damn things will break did you see somebody's trying to get a freebie somebody's trying to get one so I try to get a freebie huh did you write so, in at number thirty Mister Malos that's right so uh, so so y'all know this ladies and gentlemen that it's, rule uh, that knows us that anyone that knows us can't yes, win yes unfortunately it's not my rule it's their rule I yeah. I agree with it that's why I told it's, everybody um, they couldn't so well a good friend of mine writes to me yesterday what can I do it I said no you're a friend of mine can my sister do it I said no because she's a friend of yours. She's like, come on, how about her daughter? Can she do it? Like, I said, missing maybe you shouldn't point, tell man. me. You're missing I said, the point. Since, since they don't have the same name, maybe you shouldn't tell me and just let them try. And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess so. I'm like, yeah, if you tell me, then I'm going to know who it is. You're actually not going to get it. I'm just so happy we have a giveaway. It's so exciting. I'm yes, happy and, for uh, it. Yeah, we'll get a copy of your book, and we're going to be giving away. Uh, I'm going to make the girls give you all some books out in a couple of weeks, too. We've got, oh, like these three are going out. Uh, I'm giving away. Damn it. <laughs> I've given away a hundred of these so far. You'd never know he owned the network though. I know. <laughs> I know. I've given away a hundred sets of these is what I should do. So what is this one? This is 36. So y'all have seen these before. This is book 36. It's an anthology. Writers of the future. This is the one they uh book 36. There's 12 Here, stories thank in there. Thank you. And then there is 37. Mm-hmm. With that hot mom on front of it. Uh, it's got 12 stories in it as well. And then this one, well, those two covers go together, actually, for the gala. Event. So when uh, you yes, see a yes, cover, yes. so when you see these covers, there's actually a gala that goes with these covers. 
So this is 38. That this is lad. This is the previous winners. This 12. There's some really good. Ow, ow, there's some really good stories in there. Emily and, took a uh, picture in front of that walrus. Walrus. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Not walrus. A, oh oh my god. Mammoth. It's a mammoth. <laughs> she's also got a picture I need with sleep. She's also. Have y'all seen her where where Turley's got her by the head? Yeah. From, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah have a, John uh, sent us all those photos. Yeah, they have a life-size picture of uh, one of the ones from uh, Battlefield Earth, and it's got Emily by the head. He goes to all the conferences with him. Well, at least mm. the ones out in L.A. Uh, well, no, he was in uh, Atlanta, too. Joe, yeah. we're like 15 minutes over. Yeah, we're, we're getting ready to get out of here. We, we got to go. Michelle's got to go to bed. And I gotta I'm, I'm going to sign us all off right and now. And I got to put so. archives up tomorrow for tonight, too. So. <laughs> but big thank you to Joe for joining us this evening. We love I you, Jojo. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Big <laughs> thank you to Folgers for sponsoring the show. Thank Huge you for the coffee tonight, you Folger. To Dr. Snick, a.k.a. Justin Snicker, the song surgeon. Cool coffee. When you're all done, just let me know. I just cold coffee. I couldn't help myself. I I know. Gonna kill us all whenever you, whenever you're done, I'll just step in and Don't close look her throat. directly in the eyes. Okay. <laughs> so um, please feel free to contact us at the outer realm contact at gmail.com or head on over to our Facebook group page. Click the email button. Reach us that way. going to be a harpy. Let's get those Folgers commercials out. It's nice and easy. Do it with your camera phone. Talk about Folgers represent yourself represent your group your company whatever you want as long as Folgers is mentioned in it no more than about let's say 40 seconds if possible but if you go closer to a minute nah that's okay too so next week please tune in for the very first time Wednesday evening we welcome Priscilla Rosado Cruz who's going to be well she's actually going to be doing spirit coaching astrology and versing us on what this all entails it'll be a lot of fun uh so tune in for that thursday night welcomes the return of barry fitzgerald and brian allen who are going to be picking up where they left off with their amazing book and i went on and on about this book the deception of gods and men which was just fabulous so tomorrow night tune in um at 8 p.m Eastern for the Church of Mabus and tune back in at 10 p.m. Eastern, which would be 9 Central for the Centralist, where you'll hear Joe really harp about Oh, yes, like, I'm going to have uh, politics uh, a, new, and- a new host with me on. I got to say this now. You should never mention that now. Tomorrow night, I will have a new host with me. Uh, uh, Emily will be on Emily Min's house. I think that's how you say her name. She'll be joining me tomorrow night along with Jay. No, Michael is no longer with us, so you won't see him there, but. You will see us over there. So come by and stop by and see what kind of trouble we get into tomorrow night. Mm. Keeping it clean. That's all I got to say. Station manager. That's the score I have to be. Let me tell you what. So everybody, good night. Thank you for tuning in. Everybody in chat, really appreciate you guys participating. It just makes the show that much better. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Everybody behave. Don't get sick. Don't kiss babies because this is what happens when you do. Yes, don't kiss them stinking.